106.9. Welcome to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Fantone, this is going to be an awesome morning. Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. I have got fantastic news for Canton, Ohio. Fantastic news. Growth for the city. Things are looking good. Eight o'clock, we'll give you that. Canton, I'm, Ohio, huh? Yeah, no, yeah. I'm excited about this. I've been there. It's nice. This, is that right? Yeah. I reside there. Yeah. It is, in fact, nice. Yeah. And at eight o'clock, I've got fantastic news for the city. Great. Growth on the turn. I like it. I have said since moving here that I felt like I got this position at the right time. City felt like it was about ready to make its, uh, you know, triumphant return, and I have evidence of it. Eight o'clock, you'll get it. February eighth, twenty seventeen. The day Canton came See? back, baby. Even like Fanto knows the date today. That's like how we're, we're on top of things. We're uh, today. We're going to be on top of it. Also, yesterday, I spent a uh, quite a bit of time on the phone with a family member of mine, my sister in law, as a matter of fact. Okay. Who is an educator? Okay. Holds a doctorate in education. And uh, I got to talking to her about our new, uh, you know, the per- new person running the Department of Education, the department itself. And I got a little clarification for all of us on Common Core Math. Okay. Because I know that's a hot button issue. So at like 7 o'clock, we'll get ourselves into that. How are you this morning? What's Education. going on with you? Nice. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. It's uh, it's Wednesday, halfway through the work week. Some people call it hump day. I don't necessarily buy into those jokes anymore, but I could yell hump day right now. Um, The story I want to tell you from yesterday. Oh, no. The story I want to tell you from yesterday. Oh. Okay. So I you know, I thought once upon a time the national do not call registry like kept you off of telemarketers, but over the past like two weeks, dude, I don't know if it's when I started shopping for a car. Yes. Maybe I gave my number up to something yes. and, and ended up getting I've screwed. been getting things in the mail because of that. Getting getting hosed over on that. But um uh, so my phone has just been like blowing up with like telemarketers and it's it's either like, Hey, uh there's a recall on, on your automobile and I you got, have to do I, that. I got that too. Or it's a um uh something Scam. about a something about a credit card obvious scams and it's computerized when i first pick it up like it's a computer like hello this is somebody trying to tell you about your your car right and i'm like okay so the thing i've always heard to do is just to start mashing buttons and that way it sounds like on their end they're getting like an erroneous phone something that's going wrong to me that kind of sounds like you rub toothpaste on a cigarette and you get high man you start mashing buttons and then it reads it like it's like all right there's is that does that really work there's an error with this number i've done it in the past and it seems to have worked for me. So really? I've been so I've been doing huh. it recently over the past two no, weeks. I'll try it. Hasn't worked as well. So yesterday I'm mashing buttons. I'm like these dumb sons of bitches. I'm gonna get these telemarketers sons of, and I end up getting a guy. And I don't know how what buttons I press. I just heard someone saying hello, hello, hello. <laughs> And I'm like, all right, go with it, dude. So it's either New Jersey or India. Oh, it's India for sure. <laughs> and so I'm like, dude, just go with it. Just go with it. So I like just start talking to this guy, and I start asking him, like, hey, what are the things I could use this credit card for? And he's like, you know, whatever you want, sir, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, what about drugs and whores? No. What about drugs and whores? And he just is like, he's like, it's your card. It is your decision. That's sir. what everybody's doing with it already. Sir, you are able to do whatever you want with your card. And I'm like, sir, I need somebody in his name. He told me his name was Brian, which it was not Brian. But he told me his name was Brian. <laughs> Maybe that's the translation. And I say to him, I say, Brian, I need somebody from your company. And I, I, I need somebody from your company to tell me that I can use this for drugs and whores. And eventually, He's just like, yeah, you can use whatever you like. And I'm like, no. Did you get him to repeat drugs and whores? I kept going at him, and I kept going at him, and I I kept... I, I don't want to be like, hey, I know what I sound like on drugs, but I know what I sound like on drugs. So I fell right into that voice. Like, I fell right into that cadence. And I, I even at one point, I was like, Brian, hold on. I'm going to use this card real quick. And I start making, like, the chop. Oh, every, I, yeah, well. 
And I, I almost said everybody knows the choppy. Well, not everybody. <laughs> not everybody. Pro- probably not. But some people do. And I, I, I so I, I, I was full throttle with this dude. I was full throttle with this, this, this dude. And I eventually start asking him, like, Brian, when's the last time you did drugs? And he wouldn't say anything to me. And I'm like, Brian, when's the last time someone. Dude, he's when, probably ashamed of his family going to get beheaded now. When's the last time someone s your D? Whoa! And he, bro, oh, he lost it on me. Um, he I might lose it. Lost it on me. He started start yelling at you. He he didn't yell, but he got really intense and like a whisper and screaming yeah. through the teeth. You yeah. sick mother effer! You son of a bitch! You dirty mother effer! I would come into and do it. It was so funny. He started yelling at you. Uh, Does I, he not remember that those phone calls are recorded for for for, for quality assurance? Yeah. And he, dude, he went off on me, just in through his teeth, but not yelling because you could That's hear. That's awesome. You could hear other people in the background. At this point, I start laughing, For like sure, just like yeah. cracking up, and he gets madder, dude. <laughs> you son of a bitch, mother! And dude, it was so funny. At this point, I'm laughing, and I just say to him, Brian, this was a lot of fun. Have a great day, bro. <laughs> it was so funny, dude. Well, here's the so thing. So funny. Are you going to do it 11,000 more times <laughs> until your phone stops ringing? At this point, I don't know. Hopefully he uh, he put me on like the actual do not call list. You something. jerky boys him. Yeah, I did. Little throw. I <laughs> don't even. Little throwback Tuesday you I, went out of. I don't even know where it came from. Like, I don't know what made me decide to like, all right, man, like you've got nothing but time on your hands. I'll tell you, it was the it's lack of Indian drugs and whores on, on your part. <laughs> <laughs> it was the lack of drugs and whores is exactly what it is. That's boredom. That's boredom one one you got going on right there. Yeah, that was actually, and honestly, I was kind of like, well, dude, I hope they call back tomorrow. I don't have Bro, anything else going on dude, at 3 o'clock. <laughs> I gotta tell you, you're getting more out of your day. I I can't believe it. I, I, I would have never thought of that. Yeah, yeah, it was something. It really was. I was like, well, I could watch another episode of Workaholics, or I could sit here and mess with this Indian dude, and I'm like, alright, go for it. Dude, my hardest thing yesterday was nap or shave my pubes. I was like, maybe I'll manscape today. You know what I mean? And I, t- I chose nap. I, I was like, ah, I'm lazy. Well, just nap. I would have never thought about terrorizing a poor stranger that I'm never going to meet that has no value in my life whatsoever. Now, if I would have called them and started harassing them, I'm a dick. But, dude, he called me. I had nothing but time on my hands. And, dude, that's what you deal with when how, you're a telemarketer. How dare that poor little Indian boy do his job? Well, dude, how man, dare he? When, when your job is harassing me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it back to you. Gave it back to him yesterday. Felt good, too, dude. Felt good. I love it. Felt good. I I love it. Man, dude, when snowflakes go in, they go hard. Go hard. <laughs> what are you calling me for? I'm trying to watch Workaholics. Oh, my God. That is too funny, yeah, man. That All was right. my story. So, you know, I don't like when we say things that, like, you're shaming this. Like, you're shaming me. Fat well, shaming, right? Yeah. Well, apparently Lady Gaga got fat shamed. Right. And so we're going to look into that next on the Sansbury Show. 6 9 Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. 9.30 this morning. We're going to get you hooked up with a uh, pair of passes for this Saturday night. little viewing party at the Hard Rock Roxino Northfield Park for UFC 208. Uh, I actually have a pair of tickets in my hand, and the time on them says 8 p.m. Now, the card, I believe I believe uh, Holly Home flights at 10. So if you little viewing party out there at the Roxino, we'll give you those tickets 
at 9.30 this morning. And uh, from what we understand, uh, given some imaging that we just heard, the Hard Rock Roxino is now the official show sponsor of uh, the Stansberry Show, which we're happy to announce that. We love it. I hope that comes with a lot of perks. And by a lot of perks, I mean a lot of buffet passes. Stansberry <laughs> and Fantone going ham I, at the buffet. I know a few people. I think I might be able to make that happen. Uh, good shows coming up at the Hard Rock this this uh, this month. Frank Caliendo on the 24th. Oh, and that is a good one. I know, you, uh, I know you mentioned, I think you already have a hookup on tickets, but a sold-out ZZ Top show this February. Yeah, 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 yeah. My buddy Rodney and I are going to go to that, I believe. That's the thing. With like, If you go to see a concert at the Hard Rock, it's awesome because this, the, the, like, it's a very intimate venue. Very sure. small. Like You can see really well yeah, no matter really, where you are. Really good. And uh, the bad thing about that is tickets sell out pretty quick. Yeah, they do. So. Got to get on something and announce it. So I'm not one of these guys that loves like um, these this ultra sensitive thing that's kind of happening now and like the the you're shaming me at this and like the fat shaming, but I will admit that I that I feel like this over examination about Lady Gaga's body at the, at the Super Bowl halftime show seems a little unwarranted. Um, you know, some guys have taken you know screenshots of like you know still photos of her and these are, I mean, they have her in like. Almost crunch type movements, you know what I mean? Because she's dancing, and who can bend over at the waist and not fold body over, right? Like everybody's gonna have like a little thickness on them if, if you're like doing the crunch movement. And so I don't understand this. Now I'm not going to automatically come to her defense and call it deplorable and all these other things that they're calling these people who were who were saying this about her. Because to me. It is perfectly acceptable for somebody to find that unattractive. I think they're crazy. I don't agree with it. But I understand we all find different things attractive and unattractive. And at the end of the day, they're voicing their opinion about a celebrity who has thrusted themselves into the public eye. I don't understand and have never quite gotten it. Maybe I just haven't heard the right argument as to why the body is the water's edge at what we're allowed to criticize with public people. It, but it seems like that's the one that really gets people offended, especially when you do it to a woman. And I get it that they're you know young girls and women in the world kind of the, the, you. I, there seems to be a special issue here with you where you carry your self esteem with your body image. Now people are certainly entitled to have an opinion on whether they find Lady Gaga attractive or not. And Twitter and Instagram is filled with horrible opinions about all different kinds of people and all. Why is this like the? I, I guess because I'm allowed to have an opinion of your opinion. Sure. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I disagree with their assessment. But it seems like they want to demonize these people who have this opinion as if, like, they're the most rotten people on earth. And I'm not sure that they are just because they find something else to be attractive. Are these people people voicing their opinion because, like, they're... I mean, what else are they voicing their opinion on when it comes to, like... What, what women they find attractive because if you're doing it just to be a dick then it's like well that's what the issue is it's not because you find something that's that I find attractive not attractive it's the reason that you're going about it you're tweeting these things out because you're trying to be a dick yeah but isn't that what Twitter is I mean that's kind of what that it's a collection of awful views I I, I guess if, I, I don't view it as all awful views I mean I don't view social well, media as all awful no of course there's going to be there's going to be another side to it but what I'm saying is that I don't understand why this is where we start to say well we need to make sure this doesn't happen for viewing this as, as like hey these are awful views then I, 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 like I said I, these people have an opinion on your opinion I just it, it seems as if like 
they, they, they think that this is like a way where men hold women down, and I'm not sure that that's a true thing. I think it's perfectly okay for somebody not to be attracted to something. Now, I want to make it abundantly clear. Lady Gaga could totally get it, and I thought she looked great, and I thought she knocked it out of the park during the halftime show. But it's like this vitriol that happens when guys don't find certain women attractive. I just, it, that's okay. I, I don't think what's happening here is that. It's not that these guys aren't just finding her unattractive. There's plenty of women I find unattractive, but I don't go out and tweet about like, oh my God, this is so disgusting. This is them being a dick just to be a dick. Or pointing out that they don't find her to be attractive in what she's wearing. So... I want to make sure I have what you're saying right. So, like, unless they're willing to give their opinion about every public woman, they can't give no. their opinion on this? No, it's just that I feel like these dudes are specifically doing this to troll. These dudes are specifically doing this to be mean about it. And that's what the issue is. If, 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 if you, if you, I don't have an issue with that. If you are voicing your opinion, that's fine. That's certainly you're, you're entitled to do so. But I, I think in, in certain situations, and I think in this situation in particular, they're saying, I dislike Lady Gaga. I'm going, to, I'm going to just be a dick just to be a dick. And I think that's what people have the issue with. It seems to me like unless you have an opinion that is widely accepted by anybody anymore, nobody wants you to express it. Right? Like, isn't it possible that they're not trolling her? They do just think she looks gross? In certain situations, sure. I'm sure you can point to examples. But I think as a whole, especially considering how divisive Lady Gaga and the concept of what she was going to do was, I think this is dudes who wanted to be pissed from the get-go, dudes who wanted to hate her from the get-go, and were like, I'll look for anything to, 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 to catch on to and, and, and crap on. There is definitely an element of that. Right, because some of this is going to be little boys. Some of this is going to be, and it is, ladies, I'll admit, some of this is going to be small penis syndrome manifesting itself via Twitter. It's just, you know, it's part of this bothers me a little bit here because this is one of those situations where men and women get treated differently, and women want special treatment on this, where you can totally go after a man's weight this way. And nobody's going to come to your defense. We saw it with the Axl Rose photos. And women were passing that around like it was the funniest thing in the world. And I'm not knocking you. It was kind of funny. But I can't protect Lady Gaga on a special level. I, I just can't. She has thrusted herself into the public eye like all celebrities have. And we have deemed that we will use these mediums now to build and tear down. That's what the human nature does. And she's not going to be classified as special under that. And so you, it, it, this is going to happen, and expecting it not to, I think, is a little crazy. I mean, would it be nice if we could eradicate rudeness? Of course. And I think that this is unwarranted, and I agree. I think some of it is just pure hatred. But welcome to the world. So should, should, People just purely hate you and I, but nobody cares about it when it happens. Sh- should people be allowed to speak against rudeness? Should people be allowed to I'm, again, ex- express their distaste in I'm it? Not, I'm not trying to shut anybody down. I'm just looking at what's happening here. It, but it, it seems to me like this is totally true. Like You can have any opinion you want as long as it's nice. Like You're not allowed to be of an unpopular opinion right now. And that, I think, does deserve a little bit of an examination. And yeah, from time to time, I'm going to deem myself as the person to do that. Because again, this isn't about equality. This is about special here. Axel would never be shown this. Nobody's coming to come to, you know, the, 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 nobody's coming to, to, to bat for Axel. They're changing the lyrics and making memes out of it. And it, this thing kind of goes both ways, but they don't want it to. And I, I find that to be interesting. Now, again, I'll say it again. 
She did a great job. She had the second highest views. She had the most tweets about a halftime show ever. Now, that some of that's just more people on Twitter than ever before. But she knocked it out of the park, and she looked fantastic. And if you wouldn't go to bed with Lady Gaga, I question you. Because I think she's cute enough for that. And you got to remember, she's not 22. So I thought some of these opinions by some of these guys, like, you know, posting these pictures of, like, you know, biscuit cans cracking at the sides, calling them Lady Gaga is ridiculous. But wanting to put a blanket over her and shield her from these things the way we won't other people seems unfair to me, is all. I'm not sure I would have been shown that kind of respect. We definitely didn't show it to Axel. Who could totally pull off a halftime show, by the way. All right, turns out our savior is not coming to Northeast Ohio. I'll explain next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Again, I got great news. Canton, Ohio, 8 o'clock. You're getting fantastic news about your city. Can't wait, No, dude. seriously, this is something to be really pumped about. This is good news. We're on the mend. I like it. 8 I o'clock. Th- I thought Canton sucked. I hate nope. Canton. Canton's nope, nope, the no, worst. No. The city sucks. No, I'm telling you right now, this is big, huge news. We'll get into it. 8 o'clock. There you go. Getting good news about the city. Hall of Fame city. Now, some of you. Probably carrying around some credit card debt over the holiday. Yeah. Racked yeah. up a lot of money buying yeah. Christmas presents and that kind of thing. But the kids' faces, they're so happy Christmas morning. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's worth it. But here's the deal, right? I've been banking with CSE, Federal Credit Union. And what they're going to do for you right now is they're going to take all that credit card debt. We're going to get moved over to a CSE Visa card. You're going to pay a much lower APR on it. That's the interest. You don't know that's probably why you have all that high credit card debt. But they're going to help you pay it down, right? 100% local CSE is. You can find out that info, CSEFCU.com, or by swinging by one of their four very convenient locations. If you owe like seven people money, seven different financial institutions, that can be so overwhelming. It's so right. like, well, I'm never going to make any progress. So I just quit and nope. I hate it. Nope. That's so why you give it all to one. Right. They'll have motivation to help you. All right. Pay a lower APR there. Get outside of that credit card debt. Hit like them it. up. CSEFCU.com. So, right before we come back on the air, I say to Fantone, hey, can you hit online and grab me this audio of this girl that was made famous on the Dr. Phil show this last week or a week and a half or whatever the hell it's been that I've been seeing all these memes? If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's this girl right here. Catch me outside. How about that? You've probably seen that meme. Maybe you didn't know that what that whole thing was. Because I'll, I'll be honest with you. I came to that a little late. And I kept seeing. I saw the meme before I heard her. Right. And I was like, what in the hell happened? Right. And so, again, if you don't know. Let's hear that again one more time. Oh, I'm sorry. Right. Catch me outside. How about that? There you go. So this is one of those girls. You kind of know what happened. She went on Dr. Phil. She is, uh, well, I, I, I believe she's Caucasian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and well, she's caught a little, uh, let's not call it the black, let's call it the street. Yeah, there. yeah. She's, she's, she's caught a little of the street. She would work at the urban radio station. That's <laughs> what they call the it in this business. Blazing it, Bob. I, I don't know what your grandpa would call it, but that's what that's what the company calls it. It would, be, it would be less pleasant Something than R&B. Different, yeah. It would be, it would be less pleasant different. than R&B. So here's the deal with her. She's now found herself in a little bit more trouble after being on the Dr. Phil show. She was on a plane, actually, and a woman saw her, freaked out about it, and like a fisticuffs type situation like uh, like ensued. So the video for that's online for you at WRQK.com in the Sands Ratio section. And I got to be honest with you. 
I think we pick at the bones of these people and we make these people famous and we never think about what happens when we turn them back loose after right. they were on TV right. and we expose their awfulness. One month ago, this chick was just a real girl. Now listen, obviously a terrible real girl. And who now was, she's know, this issues. girl. She, 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 she ended up on Dr. Phil for a reason. Like her mom took her there. It was one of those like, you know, when, uh, scared straight things where it was like, no, we're taking her to Dr. Phil and she's out there having sex and drinking. We've all seen the episodes of Maury. It was just a Dr. Phil version. Dolphin. of it yeah. and uh, a month from now she's going to go back to being a real girl like a real person sure. and she still has this you know this 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 cash me outside how about that all over her, so. all over the place so like I said people recognize her so like a fisticuff situation happened on the plane on the I believe on the way home from filming the show Catch me outside. How about that? Yeah, somebody caught her. Well, somebody caught her in the it, it, well in the cockpit. This is, is where uh, the fuselage there is where that went down. I uh, I actually put a meme together this morning. You know, I'm not a real big fan of memes, Dear God. but I created one, and it's a picture of the Catch Me Outside. How is about it? that girl? And it just asks if this girl was from Canton, which high school would she go to? So I've got that that's up a on, great idea. So I've got that up on the Facebook of uh, WRQK up there. Which uh, do we? I, well, I wonder well, what some well, of the well, answers. Maybe by the end of the show, we'll have a group consensus. It's there. the hard hitting reports here <laughs> on the Stansberry Show. It's how we do it. We kind of need an old timey news jiggle there, maybe. Catch me outside. How about that? All right, there you go. So I've been advocating uh, uh, the Browns trading for Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay, okay? okay. a little bit because I feel like okay, that you need a signal caller, right? And it seems as if he's going to be the hot commodity on the open market. And I think I would take a guy who's got a little bit of NFL experience. Oh, oh, oh! Was that was that a schedule thing? Was that? Is this Amber Alert? Am, I don't know. I genuinely do not know what what I'm doing here. That was just overtaken. By yeah, me. that was that was that was a that was a overtake there. I don't thought know what maybe happened. we were getting an Amber Alert there. Don't know. Got a Browns alert. Oh, we apologize for that. Yeah, I, I don't know I, what happened. I, I honestly don't know what's happening. There. Okay, so I've been kind of advocating for the Browns to pick up Jimmy Garoppolo, right? You need a signal caller, and I believe I would. Uh, I believe with a little bit of NFL experience and what you're hearing out of the camp in New England and some of the other you know reports of people who have you know seen him in practice, they kind of feel like he could play, right? But now it turns out. We don't have a real good shot to land him, and I'm surprised because we have the trade value to get him. Yeah, I would think the Browns really would be in contention to get anyone. 13 picks this coming draft the Browns have. Jesus. 13. In this upcoming draft, we have not only the first, but we have the first and the 12th pick. Um, uh, 13 draft picks sound really good to me because the Browns are so devoid of talent right now that it's like, well, dude, fill all the spots you can. But to bring in 13 rookies onto an already awful football team, that's a scary concept, dude. That really is. Depending on where they play, right? Like, can't you uh, can't you positively affect a team as a rookie as like a guard, sure. Versus, sure, uh, much more likely than a yeah. skilled position. I mean, obviously, you know, you you know, if you're a hog on the defensive line, you're going to be able to come in and be a hog. And that's kind of where we. I mean, the the lines are where we need a lot of help. Is from what I understand. My concern isn't necessarily so much of what's happening on the field. It's guys who are going to be able to come in and be able to practice to the speed of NFL teams, be able to play to that speed, be able to handle all the adversity that comes with, you know, that first year from from being in college, being one of the best in college, being one of the top dudes in the NCAA to being a scrub in the NFL. And that happens to every dude that kind of comes in. So I just feel like, dude, you put 13 rookies on an already losing culture of a team, you know, a team that can't get it together. 
That's that's scary. That, that makes me want to go get Jimmy Garoppolo. That makes me want to trade up for something else well, the just sta- because I don't want 13 rookies. I heard a stat yesterday that makes me want to go get Jimmy Garoppolo, too, and that's that we took four wide receivers last year. Like, if you, if you go and... I'm now, we released, I believe, that Gabriel kid. Like, so he... But, I mean, we have a... I mean, Coleman's going to be pretty good, right? Like, you got to get somebody that can throw him the ball. By the way, if you haven't heard, we released Josh McCown. That's over. Yeah, the, the Josh, Josh McCown, McCown thing's done. Now, there are some people who believe what you're going to see happen is that he's going to actually come back, be on the field as a coach of some sort. Now, he has told other people at ESPN, apparently reporters at ESPN, that he's still very interested in playing. My best guess is that's what a quarterback is going to say. Of course. But this is his ninth team now that's moved off of Josh McCown. Why would he stick with Cleveland? If you're going to be a coach, why wouldn't you just go like, all right. Because you can get the gig. I guess, you're Josh I guess. McCown and you can get the job. I'm guessing. I get right? I, I, I just, I mean, is, is Hugh Jackson really that sold on Josh McCown? You know what I, don't I mean? Know. Like, to me, that just seemed like, well, why would he stay in Cleveland? I would be like, oh, well, I'm going to go back to the college where I went, learn how to coach for a couple of years, and then. So I have the odds that the Browns land Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, this is from like a bookmaking website, okay? So you got to take it into play. This is just, all this is is estimation, right? Guesstimation, essentially. Bookmaker.eu, which is a site I will occasionally use. They list the Browns at plus 1,500 to land Jimmy Garoppolo, meaning if you bet 100 bucks and it happens, you win 1,500, meaning they don't think that this is very likely that he ends up a Cleveland Brown. I don't know if I love that. Right? I mean, are you going to... He would have to be worth the 12th pick in the draft, right? Have to be. Well, to have a quarterback that you feel is serviceable... Would have to be worth the 12th pick. Would have to be worth the 12th pick Look at what people gave up for RG3. Look at what people... I mean, right? Like, I mean, we've seen this for college, kids. How would it be crazy... Right, right. If you went up, if you went up, if you had a quarterback. We've seen, that, we've seen people give up a ton of picks for pass rushers. How are you not going to do it for a quarterback? If you had a quarterback you liked at 12 and you could move up, everyone would be like, of course, you move up, you move up. That's a quarterback so you like. If you buy into the guy. Isn't that what we're doing is drafting Garoppolo 12th, even though somebody already did it for us? So, I mean, I don't know if it's that they don't think that they'll work the trade. And I, because he doesn't want to come, I don't, I, I don't, I don't get well, That's what why? I was going to say. Yeah, but Belichick and Kraft don't care. If Belichick can raid your closet, and let's be honest, he's going to get you to pay more than the 12th. He is going to get you to pay more than that. If they can raid the closet, what do they care if Jimmy Garoppolo's happy about where he goes? Who are the teams that they listed above the Browns? Okay, well, like, the, who are the-, the favorite right now is the Chicago Bears at plus 150. About 100, you win 150 if it happens. Do they have... A more lucrative uh, 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 prize to give the, the 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 Patriots is that I mean are they trading an actual player say, in the draft? Well, or? they're saying that their efforts will be stronger than ours. And apparently, I I didn't know this, but Garoppolo's from Illinois, and so they feel like that there there's ways to get that done because you know certain I, I don't know I, I mean. You're getting inside the room there, and that's agents. And again, that goes into Garoppolo having a having a say in where he goes, and I'm not sure he does. 
I don't think he does. Uh, yeah, and I, I, I mean, I, I don't know why any pro sports team would be making moves based on where somebody is from. I mean, there's exceptions to that rule, of course, where it's like, hey, if we can move you more You bring seats. an old guy home for the ring, last thing. But, there are moves. But it, I, I don't see why pro sports teams think that, like, oh, hometown hero, that's what we need. We need somebody slinging Roman burgers. That's what we need. We tried like, it twice at quarterback, did we not? We tried it twice with Hoyer and Charlie Fry, right? I, I just think you got to, at some point, if it's the 12th pick in like a 6th round pick or 12th and a 5th round pick, like, how are you not doing that? You got 13 picks this year, and yeah. I think almost 10 next year, if not more. And, and, and at some point, I think the quarterback's got to be worth the money. I, I'm not 100%. The, the pick's more than the money. I'm not 100% sold on, on Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't I think... Don't, you, you can't but, be. But why not? I'm not 100% sold on Deshaun Watson either. Why not? Roll the dice. There's no There's no loss here. Looks in, the part, right? Now, I know that's, that's making a pretty big stretch there, but right? don't quarterbacks kind of have... Like, you see Dak, and you see even Matt Ryan, even Matt Stafford. Like, you see him, that looks like a quarterback, right? Like, Garoppolo kind of looks like he fits the mold. I don't know if that means anything. It probably doesn't. The end of the day, but I I don't know. It makes me feel a little bit better about it for a guy that doesn't know a whole lot about it. I feel like a 12th pick isn't crazy. Brown Super Bowl coming up, man. This is an exciting time for Cleveland Browns fans. I actually have I actually have the odds <laughs> for the Browns to win the Super Bowl. I'll give you the why. No, why? seriously, don't even give them to us. No, eight forty five. I'm going to do it. Good lord, no, eight forty five. Because I got twelve breaks to fill. That's <laughs> why. What are you talking about? Out of all the people who know the reason why I'm going to do it, asking me the reason why I'm going to do it. All right, I sat down with a world-class mind last night, a world-class educator actually considered to be a leader in alternative education methods in this country, and she just happens to be my sister-in-law. She got me a little filled in on Common Core Math. I asked a little bit about that, and also this uh, this new head of the Department of Education thing. I'm going to help us all figure this out next on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9 WRQK is conducting the test of the emergency alert system. This is only a test and should last seven seconds. On Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Guys, I'm going to make you feel better about something you have a a lot of fear over. You're self-conscious about something, and I'm going to make you feel totally better about it at 9 a.m. this morning. Good. No, I'm going to put, honestly, men, I'm going to put you to ease at 9 a.m. It's going to be the best thing you hear all day. 9 a.m. this morning, we'll get into that. If you uh, need to maybe refinance your home. Working on a home loan, maybe you want to get a house. Car, maybe? Hit up CSEFCU.com. It's a little cool uh, credit union here. Canton, Ohio, that I've been with about three years. And I uh, did a little balance transfer with some of my credit cards. Moved them over to uh, one of my CSE cards. I'm paying lower APR. You can do that now, too. They're offering you that up until about April 30th. And uh, just swing by one of their four very convenient locations or hit them up online, CSEFCU.com, to find more info on that. All right. So... This Betsy DeVos thing, the new Secretary of Education thing, I'll be honest, was was one of these things that I was like, you know what, I kind of want to duck my head in the sand on this and not really tackle it. But the more I paid attention to what was happening 
online in the world yesterday, everybody's talking about this. So essentially then in my business, this makes this what we in the business call topic A. Topic A. This is what everybody's talking about. This is topic A. A little bit of the See, sizzle. I can put my head in the sand on a lot of things. Topic A is probably not the smartest of things to do that. Just with. a strange topic A, if I'm going to be really honest about it. And I know I'm like the liberal and I'm supposed to be like, nope, this is, we should be protesting. But like, it's just a strange topic A. Like, if you ask the vast majority of people, hey, who was Obama's Secretary of they Education? Don't I, don't, I, don't I don't know. How did he do while having nah, it? Nah, I don't know. Nah, and nah, we're not even going to get bogged nah, down with all of that. Nah. So I kind of wanted to stick my head in this and in the sand on this and not handle it at all. But I, re- I realized that that was not going to be a reality with my position, and that's exactly what I get paid not to do. Right. Right? Right. So I then said, well, luckily for me, on this one particular issue where I'm going to have to get smarter, I'm related to somebody who can totally make me smarter at this. My sister-in-law currently is a provost at a private school and also is a college professor on the side, holds a doctorate in education, is considered in this country to be a leader in alternative education methods. She is an education reform advocate. So we might as well, let's just tell you where she starts all right okay. there. All right. right. So I called her and I said, I need you to kind of walk me through this to Department of Education mess I got on my hands right now. And boy, oh boy, do I wish more people would do that on more subjects. Like, hey, I'm not necessarily an expert I don't know any, not even an expert. Right. I don't know anything on this. I'm stupid at this. Make me smart at this in, in, in an hour. Maybe if I talked to somebody who had a different perspective or somebody who had some actual, you know, experience within that field. I don't I know get, this. Help me. I can get a view on it. But I don't know this. Help me. Most people don't do that. Hats off to you for doing it. Steve, and right? she's an educator, so she was, of course, like... Let me, let me tell you what's going on here. So I said to her, I said, I want to start here. I said, it seems to me that everybody's railing against this Betsy DeVos chick, or sorry, woman, because she's unqualified. Okay. And she said to me, she goes, Dan, she is wildly unqualified. It is, she's like, this is, this is a terrible pick. This is nobody, this is somebody who has not been around public or private education in any way, shape, or form, really ever. Before we go anywhere else with that, shouldn't that be the period on the end of this sentence? Somebody who's terribly underqualified for a job, no matter what the politics are, no matter where we stand on the president. That's no pretty much what, it. Shouldn't it be? Should be that. Shouldn't it? I would agree. Okay. okay. So I, but again, I don't know who Obama's person was. I don't know who Reagan's person was. I don't know who Bush's or Clinton's person was. I don't know if they were qualified or not. Okay. Right. So I said to her, I said, I want to go back to something I heard on TV by a guy who talks politics for a living and that I respect at the end of the day whether I agree with him all the time or not and that's Bill Maher. And he had said on his show that people are going to get all upset about this Department of Education issue and he said I don't understand why. The department wasn't created until 1980. I graduated without it. Education has gotten worse since we created it. Is this one of the, th- the things we need? Is this, cause, and he said what I'm going to say, which is we always hear about these government jobs that we're wasting money on. He said this kind of feels like one of those to me. Well, but we're not doing away with it. We're putting somebody unqualified right. in it. So, so that's I, where the issue is. So I said to her, I said, I said to her, I said, what, what's your take there? And she said to me, I want you to understand that I am a full I full-on support getting rid of the Department of Education. She's like, I okay. believe that the federal government should not have a role in our education system. She goes, you got to understand, I'm a full-blown, like, I believe in education reform. She says, but if you're going to have it, you need somebody who has inside knowledge at what's happening here because of how important education is. Now, again, she's an educator. She's going to be sensitive to this, but it doesn't mean she's wrong. Well, and regardless whether you're an educator or your kids are in school or wherever you stand in the education process right now. We all now, got a dog in this fight. If you don't recognize the value in having an educated uh, America, I, 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 I mean, I can't I, help I, you. I, right. I, 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 I can't help you with that. And so she said, so if, if, if we're going to keep this thing, then it needs to be somebody that knows what they're doing. And right. she goes, here's the problem with the pick. 
I said, okay. She goes, this is all about moving towards privatizing our schools. And she says, Dan, you cannot privatize school. They want to run schools like a business. And inherently, it's not a business. Because at the end of the day, what do, what do businesses take out? emotion and caring she goes school is about teaching people things you have to care it's about the human heart element and she's like they're not they're not going to take that into play now i know that sounds very snowflakey but to me it also sounded like it made some sense it, it really did that sounded like that made sense to me she goes and so i said essentially they're going to try to do this like they did the post office right like and she said yeah and that works so well that it gave you fedex and ups and i was like Okay, here we go. And so she's like, I kind of want the fish. She's like, but this is idealistic. It's not going to happen. Okay. She's like, but you have to have somebody qualified in there. And the fact that they, you know, broke the tie and are pushing this person in, she goes, this is about controlling the federal money. And they're going, she's like, the money isn't going to go where it needs to go. And I, and I said, okay, well, wouldn't that be true on both sides? She's like, yes, that's why I believe wholeheartedly in getting rid of the whole thing. She's like, but we're not. She's like, but you have to put somebody qualified in here so the right things start to happen. And it, her kind of take was it, it, it wouldn't be so bad if it wasn't like indicative of like we keep going down the line of all these appointments. It's like, man, they're all pretty. Like they all kind of have like this one thing in common, which is they don't know anything about what they're, do, what, what they're doing, which doesn't feel great. So, I mean, she's not wild about what's happening here. I've uh I've got a decent amount of educators in my family. One yeah, of my your brother's an educator, right? One of my best friends is is a teacher, and, and you know I've I've definitely gotten some perspective on this and where they all view it. Um, and regardless, kind of where you stand on politics, if you're a teacher at this point, I mean, and my brother is the opposite side of the coin from me. Like as really? far as I am, is the opposite side of the coin of me. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like my 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 wow. My family had two kind of have that in common. My family had two, you know, two sons that have both ended up pretty well, but on very different spectrums. On very different. We have that in common, and it's and weird. and so it, it it really has like getting views from them. It really has opened up my eyes to like for everything that's so heavily divided by politics right now. This does not seem to be one of those things, at least within the education world. Where you stand and who you voted for, most educators I've talked to, I've dealt with, feel like this is the wrong call. So that alone kind of gives me a pause, kind of gives me a, a like, uh, I don't know. And then a real problem with what happened and when she totally kind of like flew the coop for me. And not all of Trump's, you know, not all of his nominations have, have been bad, in my opinion. I love General Mattis. I feel like he was the perfect person to put into uh, into that role. So it's not like I'm like, don't Trump, everything he's done, he's effed up. But this in particular, when when she was when she was talking to Congress, and it was Al Franken, the uh, yeah. the, the comedian, and he was talk, talking about you know where do you stand on growth versus proficiency, which is a debate that has gone on in the education field for decades now, where they're talking about how many students, how much where they start and how far they grow versus how many students in any one given school are proficient, whether it's at math, science, or whatever. And where does the, like the priority need to be on growth versus proficiency? She had no idea what that was. She had no idea the concept. Well, that that's he was the problem about. facing. Okay, so again, because the because this is where Common Core kind of comes in. All right, now again, I don't know anything about it. Didn't know anything about it. I've already graduated. I, I'm not going to have to worry about it. I don't. This is one of the reasons why I didn't have kids because I don't have to. I don't really want to have to worry about this stuff at the end of the day. So I said to her, I said, can you bone me up on this? I, I said, I just need to be boned up on this enough so it, it comes up enough. Like, I need to know a little bit about what I'm talking about right. here. 
And so my sister-in-law said to me, she goes, you got to understand where people are having a problem with Common Core math. She goes, it's critical thinking. Mm -hmm. She was like, that's what it's all about. And she goes, Dan, the world has taken a monumental leap in what we have at our fingertips. What were you told while you were in school your entire life? You're not going to have an encyclopedia with you. Well, guess what? They do. Yeah, you do. So you have to start educating these kids as if they do. It's not important. She, this is what she basically said to me. This was the summation. You and I went to school being taught to retain. Retention. Retention doesn't matter. You're, you're, she says now that, that what your memory is no longer an impressive skill. It's now, here's the information, here's the problem, figure it out fast. That's how we need to be teaching school. She feels like school needs to be, and this sounded way crazy and way left to me at first, a little bit more menu-based. Pick and choose. You always structure with reading and writing because they're important. She believes that homework, honestly, should be widely eradicated in this country and that we, we focus too much on, on, on getting kids started way too early. She pointed me to Finland, best scores, best students, and yet they don't start, you don't start teaching your kids to read until the first grade versus like pre-kindergarten like we are now. And we're all to this ultra competitive thing. She feels like more recess in schools is absolutely necessary because playing opens up the creative flows of thinking and you start bringing in more information and all that stuff but you tell people that and they're going to freak out yeah you've so lost that, a lot of people on that so what, on that. So what I, so I said to her I go what am I supposed to say to a parent that calls me tomorrow and says I can't understand my kids common core homework so how am I supposed to help them with it and she said this and again I, I don't think people are going to hear this well she said if your kids homework requires parental attention it's the wrong homework we're teaching these kids wrong. She goes, we need to be experience-based learned. And I was like, she and she pointed to me. She goes, Dan, I use you in some of my some of my speakings all the time. She goes, you are the perfect example for education reform in this country. She says, you are successful in your field. You're a bright guy, but you were a terrible student because of how they were teaching you. She goes, there needs to be a, a monumental shift in this. Now, we're never going to see it because, again, people and I you know, I she said to me, she goes, Dan, when people say to you, I can't figure out my kids common core, I don't like it. Say to them, you don't understand Hamlet either, but they're coming home with Beowulf and Hamlet and all that stuff. You don't get right. that either. I, I've never understood that argument of I don't understand something, therefore it shouldn't be taught. I, I mean, that's the most counterintuitive thing I can I can come up with is I don't understand it, therefore don't teach my kids. She claims that homework should only be experience-based, real-world, problem-solving-based, and reading-oriented. Outside of that, it doesn't really benefit you. She also said this to me, and I don't know if this is true, but she said in five years, esteemed universities won't even care about your SAT, your ACT. Your retention won't matter. The world's changing too fast. And she said, essentially what we're doing is we're not changing the way we teach kids fast enough and we're not preparing people for the world. Which is, I mean, a terrifying place to be if you're looking towards the future of the country. Having people who don't understand how the world works and, 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 and how to how to further, you know, better themselves, their communities and their country in the future. I mean, that's 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 a that's scary place Again, I'm going to reinstate that this is this is a provost of a, of a private school. This is a college professor. This is a woman who has a doctorate in education. This isn't a meme generator is what I mean to say. This is a bright, bright woman who is informed on this, and she really kind of opened my eyes to it. And I honestly, she made me follow this guy on Twitter named Alfie Cohn, and he's like an education reformer. Now, he sounds a little nuts at first, but I, the more I started going down his rabbit hole, I was like, man, we are doing this wrong. So as much as I like to bitch sometimes about people bitching at one another, 
another about what's happening politically, this is one of those things that it moved me. And you're right. I went to somebody that could teach me something, and I feel like I know more about it than I did yesterday. And honestly, I feel a little pat on the back for myself. It was a little, a little unnecessary. Stansbury might start taking some Common Core math classes. Now, honestly, it might not be the worst idea in the world. I'm telling you, dude. I uh, I don't get I Honestly, if you show it to me on paper, it makes my brain want to smoke. But she said to me, she's like, Dan, she's like, your brain wanted to smoke over regular math, too. You right. were never a great math student. Right. I've, uh, I've, I've, I've worked with some kids who know Common Core math and know different like styles of yeah, it. Because through, it's no, through Project Rebuild, Through Project right? Rebuild. And they understand math in a fundamentally different way than I do. And I'm always like, well, oh, hey, show me how that works. Hey, what is this? What is this lattice multiplication? What is this? What is that? How are these dots? What are we doing here? From what I took away from it, it's four different ways to come up with the same answer. You're try- And I said to her, I said, how do I test them? How do I figure out what they... She's like, you got to get over being obsessed with finding out what they know. It's how, it's how they problem solve is where we're trying to ultimately get. And it's it's a revolutionary thing. I honestly, and she even says, she goes, Dan, we've been talking an hour. I can't do, get you totally bummed right. up. And I said, well, I said, I'm going to talk this 20 minutes tops. I was like, so it's even less than an hour. We're definitely not going to get it all fixed right here. Once, you know, one fell swoop. But my eyes were opened a little bit yesterday to some of the problems facing education in this country. It was interesting. All right. We will uh, we'll get you made to feel a little bit better about where you live in, in Canton, Ohio at 8 o'clock. And we'll be right back with more Sands Ray Show next. Hang on. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. 9 o'clock. 9.30, actually. Sorry, I don't know why I lied to you. 9.30. I have a pair of uh, watch party tickets for UFC 208 up at Club Velvet, Hard Rock Roxino. That's 21 and over on those, by the way. Should point that out. But 9.30 is uh, when we'll get you hooked up with those. Holly Holm going to be fighting in that. That's going to be damn good. And I assume, I'm not a huge UFC dude, but I assume like if you're a bro with an affliction shirt and a monster energy drink in dude, your I hand, my people, man. if you're one of those dudes, it's probably a lot more fun to watch in a crowd, in a group with people, right? It has to be. Yes. So Connor getting party. really popular has tempted that theory, has tested that theory rather a couple of times. But yeah, no, it, it is. It's very communal because you know what it is it, it, because of the action in the UFC and what it is and the violence in it. It all feels special. It all feels Super Bowl-esque. It all kind of feels like, oh, my God, I might see a guy just get laid right, out. Right. You know what I mean? So it I, uh, all feels special. I just assume having somebody to high five, somebody to yeah. be like, with. So, somebody to buy, you know, buy a beer when you win the when you win the friendly wager there. Uh, Club Velvet UFC 208 watch party will get choked up 9.30 this morning. And again, Hard Rock Roxino, the official sponsor of the Sansbury Show now, and, uh, well, we love hearing that. So it turns out, and I can't believe I have to use this sentence on the radio, but it turns out Fantone might be a genius. Yes! No, seriously. Yes! Who Fantone might be a genius. That's what I've been trying to tell people for the past 33 years. <laughs> to be honest, yeah, you have been on I it. Have. You have. You've been on it. Okay? Okay. But it turns out, dude, you might be real smart. Okay. And you asked this question. This was years ago on this program. I believe pretty much when we first started. Where is the male jelly spermicide, like uh, male contraceptive? There. Now, what I've been working on. This is a theory I've been had for a long time. Yeah. Is that is now that, they didn't go all the way there. So listen to Fantone's idea here. Is that well? It's 2017 at this point, and scientists have been doing great things. There's no question about it. So scientists, if you're listening, a, 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 they're just a, lying about the weather. A, 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 a lubricant, essentially, a, a gel jelly lubricant t- style of of spermicide that not only. T- 
takes care of not getting someone pregnant, but also takes care of STDs. I don't understand how that's not possible. Like, it seems very obvious to me. It seems very like... We like have... Thompson's water seal exactly, for, for your penis. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's essentially what you'd be doing there is using a non-condom condom and, and making sure, like I said, you're not getting pregnant, that there's lubricant involved in it, and that you're not getting STDs. And the reason that hasn't came out yet is because productivity, productivity in this country would be in the gutter, dude. Nobody would be doing anything except banging. It would be consequence-free sex. You could have sex with whoever you wanted. Nothing would happen from it. Uh, well, I'm going to shoot a hole in your boat. Okay. Because I don't think women just go, okay, well, not just because you got spermicide, you can lather on that thing. We're well, just going to let yeah, you at it. Of course, rape is still a thing, but I'm just saying like you'd go to the bar and it'd be like, oh, well, hey, we can go have sex and I know I'm not going to get pregnant. I know I'm not going to get an STD. Let's go bang it out in the bathroom right now. You think you think it brings free love 2.0? Oh, everywhere, dude. Everywhere. People are just banging it out on the street well, corner. The, honestly, wouldn't the government want that? This would be the best government just conspiracy. No, hear me out. This would be the best government conspiracy ever. If you give... If you preoccupied my mind with vagina, right. like, dude, nothing, honestly, good luck breaking my my, my concentration. But, but they need you going to work. They need you paying taxes. They need you doing these things. Therefore, they can't give you consequence-free sex. They can't They can't allow it. And that's why when you wear a condom. I feel like it, campaign on it and you might win. <laughs> that's why it, it, you can have consequence-free sex, but it involves a condom, which you know, doesn't feel that down. good. Somebody write that down. That's going to be my slogan, 2020. And that's why the, the lubricant jelly STD Stansberry Kanye, that's, 2020. That's why we need it. That's why right. we need so to So here's it. what has happened. They now have created a not exactly your product. Close, I okay, but they're borrowing. Yeah, they yeah. are. They're borrowing pieces of it. Okay. They changed it a little. But Fantone, you might be a genius. Like it. Because uh, there's a new product. Of course you do. So is your mom right now. Just crying. <laughs> Driving trying to work. Like, oh, my God. Wishing she could take a selfie with audio. There's my son being called a genius. How do I get in this? So there's a product on the market called Vasagel. All right, or going to be coming out of the okay. market. And it is designed to be a reversible, less invasive form of a vasectomy for us. Okay. So long story short, here's what they do. It's like goop, and they shoot it in your sperm tube, and it mixes in there, and it essentially knocks them out. And essentially, what they have found out is that it can, it's working really well in the primates right now. Okay. So monkeys are banging it out, and it seems to be working well with them, which is important because apparently, <laughs> hold on, I'm reading. This is true. I'm not making this up. Apparently, the primate reproductive system of the male is yeah. very similar to a human being, which, of course, sure. like most things seem to be with us and them. Uh, evolution, schmevolution. Evolution, schmevolution. Oh, did, did I? Did, yeah, I mean, I made a joke about global warming being right. real and evolution now. And you were, you were defending out. Common Core earlier, dude. Who are you? What's happened? What has happened? I believe they call it education. Um, I, uh, I, 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 I definitely think that anything that we can do to move forward and give some responsibility to men on this. I have, I've been long on this about this because I feel like it's just one less thing I can, I can stop hearing women bitch at me about. And what they say here is, is like, we know vasectomies, you can reverse them, but it, there's, it gets tricky there, right? Because right? they say they have figured out that they can flush this goop out of your system with like a salt Based like um, like liquid, like a solution, and it'll flush you out, and then you'll go back to being able to have the kids if you want. So it's point, not about STDs. This is solely about not getting pregnant. You're not, you're not ejaculating it out. You know what I'm saying? When they inject it into your your penis, there's well, not. It's not coming out when you. I mean, I, all right. So I mean, I, dude, I got one picture <laughs> on the left that shows me uh, the vas deferens there, sperm and the testes. 
And then they, you know, they filled it in with the yellow gel barrier there. No. I thought green. I don't know why my, my, my brain thought green. But. Now, scientists obviously know more than you and I put together, so I'll give them the benefit of the doubt there. I mean, together? Well, I have a benefit of the doubt there of that, okay, it's not... It's they don't not, know enough not to keep their pencils in the front pocket. It's not, it's not going to necessarily, like... I just feel like, how long is this going to last? Like, is this an indefinite thing? If I had this done, and could I just, you know, five years later get it taken care of? Or do every year do I need to go get re-upped? Or, like... Well, well, I mean, they haven't started the human trials right. yet. They're starting right. to lock down the. Uh, they're start, they're, they're trying to lock down the funding for the human trials. I got to be honest with you. I kind of want to throw money at this. Yeah. Right. You yeah. get on the ground floor of something like this, and you're set for life. A groundbreaking contraceptive. I mean, imagine if you would have been on the ground floor of Trojan. If if oh. if, if you're essentially telling, and you got to remember this. Benefit, That's where they all end up is the ground. This benefits men at the end of the day. Don't get me wrong. Women not really? getting well, not women not getting pregnant is important to them too. And it also takes the cost of birth control off of them and the weight gain. But this benefits men in the sense of that I'm, does benefit us. You're right. I will, and I'm I'm now able to have sex with somebody with knowing that I will not without a condom, knowing that I will not get them pregnant. That benefits men, especially oh, men. Oh, sleep easier. Especially men who wanna who wanna throw their D all around town. Oh, NFL players rejoice, and right? Business, you gotta love this. Businessmen, dudes like that, dudes that don't want to wear condoms, but they want to cheat on their wives and they want to they, do they, they want- All right, dude, here's you're right. You know what the penis needs? A GoPro and, and a contraceptive. <laughs> she said yes, and I'm not gonna get her pregnant because I lathered the thing up. Exactly. Dude. So this benefits guys, so there will be money behind this. You know men will get behind this. You know Doctors and, and 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 lawyers and everyone. Oh yeah, this is a great idea. It's like Viagra 2.0. Oh man, your your penis needs a GoPro and lube. You're damn right it does. What a good system. I gotta tell you, we're both pretty smart. Smart guys. We're smart. smart we're on it. Men. That's who we are. <laughs> we're on it. Somebody find us another world problem. We will tackle <laughs> it before 10 a.m. We have the Florida Files next. A Jacksonville restaurant going anti-cop. You won't believe this. We'll give it to you next on Rock 1069. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 9 o'clock, guys, I'm going to make you feel at ease over something you have. Uh, well, do you're worried about. Trust me, you're worried about it. And I'm going to make you feel that much better about it. 9 o'clock. Right. I couldn't but do When I read this yesterday, I was like, oh, thank God. I need, man, did I need this information. So at 9 o'clock, I'll pass it on. The male ego is an incredibly fragile thing. Fragile. We all like to pretend we're like, oh, we're tough and rough tumble men. Nope. No, we're not. Nope. No, fragile not. it is. I'm going to put us all at ease. Good. 9 a.m. I need it. So the weather's supposed to take another serious turn again tomorrow. So it's supposed to start to get real cold again. Right. Probably uh, one of the better days to think about high-voltage karting. High-voltage indoor karting out there in Medina if you haven't been yet. It's awesome. They have some of the fastest carts in the business. I believe speeds can reach like 50 miles per hour. Fast, dude. It's awesome. We did it. Uh, we, we had the Stansbury Show Cup out there. And you can find them online, highvoltagekarting.com. That's highvoltagekarting with a K.com. And what's cool now is that they're actually doing leagues now. And there's really not like a huge commitment. They've kind of borrowed some of the fantasy football model. Right. You can be in all year, all season for this league, or kind of... Dive in, dive out, whatever your taste uh, you know, should warrant there. You can also hit them up by calling 330-333-9000. That's highvoltagecarding.com. So we love Florida here on the Stansberry Show because you just get cool stuff out of Florida. Yeah. It's, Funny stories. It's the, uh, it's the jelly of the month club. It's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> it really is. That is totally true. That is totally true. And we call them the Florida Files here, and I have uh, I have a good one here, and it's and it's anti cop. 
which is not nice. Okay, I understand that some of them have been, uh, you know, been a little bad, and you know, we don't have to love everything they do. But this inherent anti-cop thing, I'm not wild about. Okay, and so a police chief actually sent out a letter to the entire department, the entire police department, about a restaurant in Jacksonville. And I have that letter, and I'm going to read it to you here. Cruiser's Grill serves all, underline there, customers with the highest level of service and integrity for over 20 years. Okay. Cruiser's Grill has supported our police officers and appreciate the, the opportunity to serve them and their families. I'm sorry, I'm reading you the wrong letter first. <laughs> the first letter essentially is this, which is now being locked on my screen. The police chief believes he is caught and that he has heard that employees of this restaurant spit in the food of police officers when they order at Cruiser's Grill. I'm sure they do. Sure they do. Okay. Now, again, Fantone has worked in a ton of restaurants. Million. And you have said to all people, give up the hope on clean food. It's not a thing. Correct. Give up the hope on clean food. Inevitably, somebody who just touched their genitals has touched your food. That is inevitable. Oh. Bro. Yes, and I'm telling you right now, think about restaurant employees. They're working those 12-hour shifts on the fry side. They're all sweaty and gross and disgusting. You know, probably didn't even shower last night because they worked so late. They just went home, passed out in the bed, had to wake up, be there next morning at 11 o'clock in the morning. And, dude, I'm telling you right now, somebody touched their genitals and touched their food. Not every time you go out to eat, but if you go out to eat with any semi-regularity, that has happened. Inevitably, there's going to be a point. You make me hate restaurant people. There's going to be some point. Seriously, that, like I hate them. And those are, that's my, those that's are my crowd. Those, those are my people. people. Inevitably, there's some guy who's working fry side just feels like being a dick today and spit in your food. It has happened. I'm telling you that. I could see these. I could. These people. It sounds terrible. But I could see jaded restaurant employees picking on cops even more than most people, more right? Than most people, yeah. Right? I mean, that's if you're John Q. Public. Somebody has spit in your food just because they were bored. It's happened. I'm telling you right now, it's happened. If you're a cop. I guarantee it. You know who we blame for this? Who do we blame for that? Ice Cube, dude. <laughs> like, 30 years of F the police, and people now are like, yeah, I'm going to spit in your Mountain Dew. Now, it's absolutely terrible. Number now, of one, course, we should probably blame some of the bad cops. Well, uh, whoa, 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 but, you, but you can't start just throwing out, you know, spit burgers no. just because you feel like some cop harassed you because you it's were smoking gross. weed out in the parking lot, idiot. If, 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 if at, at the end of the day, to do this to an officer of the law, of course is worse but at the end of the day no matter who you're doing this to tainted food is absolutely terrible it's disgusting you should be charged to the fullest extent of the law there's no i mean dude you sick you can get people i mean if you have some communicable disease and you're spitting in people's food now see we ran uh, now for those of you that don't know we run a best of here 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. before we start. Yeah. And one of the things we ran this morning was about food health and all this stuff. And I posed this during, I actually heard it on my way into work this morning. I posed this question. How in the world of tablets 
and this thing, are we not exposing the consumer to more visuals of what's happening in the kitchen to try to hold people accountable? Much like we were seeing with body cams for cops, how are we not body camming or are kitchen camming these restaurants? Uh, because they don't want to be responsible for making sure that their restaurants are clean. Corporations, dude, I mean, fast food joints aren't going to want cameras back there because when there are, you're going to be more concerned about what's going on back there. There's going to need to be more employees back there. The standards are going to raise, and that means they're going to have to pay more people. Come on now. You know why? You know why they don't have Honestly, that. Honestly, clean restaurants cost more money. Of course they you, do. If, if you ran a restaurant completely clean, you couldn't do for 25 it ever. Uh, well, right? uh, I mean... I think you could still have deals like that, but it is, at the end of the day, going to be a less profitable restaurant. There's no question about it. You're going to need more America people. Don't like hearing that. You're going to need, need more more people to do the job, to clean, to make sure that you're, you're going to have to de-emphasize the speed of service. You're not going to be able to just oh, push people and push people oh, up. Wendy's, Wendy's ain't dealing with that. Wendy's right. ain't dealing with that. If I genuinely, as a restaurant employee, had to sanitize my station in between each time I used it... I mean, dude, that's adding minutes to a t- to a to a ticket time. And dude, Burger King ain't going for that. McDonald's ain't going for that. We're not going for that. Wait, our dude, pa- I gotta wait. Our patience isn't going for what that. What do you mean I gotta wait? I can't even wait to stick this chip in the bottom if it saves my identity. I don't have three extra seconds in my day. Oh, oh. So yeah, dude. I, listen, with everything I know, the fact that, and we all know this. It's not like we know that. We all, for, for everything we know, the fact that there's fat people is almost remarkable, right? Yeah. Hey, it's gonna put you in the grave early. It's gonna be disgusting food. People are spitting in. You're gonna spend too much money. You I don't care. I got two of them for a dollar, Dick. I want it. That's exactly how it works. God, that's terrible. Fast food employees, don't mess with cops' food. Don't just don't do it. Don't mess don't. with morning show dudes' food. Don't. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't do that. I, dude, if I was a cop, I don't know if I would go out to eat in my uniform. Never. Unless it was like a Subway, and then I could watch you making my food. Yeah, but then you have to have Subway. Chipotle, something like that. You know okay. what I mean? If it's something where I can see you doing it. But, dude, if I'm a cop, I'm not trying. I mean, and not in my uniform. And let's be real, too. That's fair. And I, dude, I have to worry about that with ordering food with my name. Right? Like, when I order pizza, I'm always like, well, here we go. I hope you're a fan. I hope you don't hate it. Right. Right? Right, and I hope you're not too much of a fan, because if you're not a fan, you're spitting in it. If you're too much of a fan, who knows what you're doing in it? Yeah, the worst thing that happens there, it's like five extra minutes at the door with my pizza getting cold while you're making me talk to you. No, you- no, I'm just talking about spitting something else into the into oh, the food. Dude, it's Stansberry. Oh, my bro, God, it's Stansberry. No, stop. Dude, I've loved this guy for so long. He's so funny on the radio. I'm just going to right in there, oh. dude. Come on. You don't think that could happen? What are the odds that's happening? <laughs> you know what? Certain doors don't need opening. Canton, I got awesome news. Do I'm you. serious. This Good. is awesome. Things are getting better, and I'm going to clue you in next. Hang on. It's nine. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. <laughs> Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Still to come, 9 o'clock. Guys, going to make you feel at ease over a problem you think you have. You don't have it. You're fine. Everybody's fine. We're going to smooth it all out. 9 a.m. is a class together. I'm looking forward to doing that. Excellent. I feel uh, I feel very proud to be the one that's going to make you feel better. Walking a little taller today, man. 9 o'clock, we'll give you that. So, it was earlier this morning, we were uh, going back to a piece of audio that was made famous on the Dr. Phil show of a young woman talking a little street is what I'd like to call it versus what of some of the other things I've seen online refer to. We'll call it talking street. If you don't know what I'm referring to, here she is right here. Catch me outside. How about that? Yeah, that one. And uh, we had a listener 
tweet in and say, you guys were playing it, you were playing it, you were playing it. You know you didn't do with it. You didn't slow it down. That's what you guys love doing with audio, so let's do that real quick. Catch me outside. How about that? It sure enough holds up. Things get funny when you do that, right? So if Antone had this great idea, we didn't really get into this a whole lot when it first broke, but he was like, you know what, let me post a picture of this girl. We'll put it up at the Facebook page, the Rock 106.9 Facebook page, and we'll ask people where, if she hailed from here, where she might have gone to high school. This has been a fun game all morning. I've been keeping track of some of the answers, and it seems overwhelmingly, we've all, all obviously got multiple responses here, but it seems overwhelmingly they're slinging this around Canton South's neck. Yeah. It seems like this is Canton. Now, I'll be honest now, it seems like some people are saying Timken before the merger. Right. The old Timken school. Right. Now, I don't know some of this. I've never, I didn't go to any of these high schools. I'm not sending kids to these high schools. I don't totally know. But it seems to me that Canton South, anytime something's like, you're not up to snuff, it seems like people, that's where they point the finger. Catch me outside. How about that? Now, I don't know that. I have, uh, I've got friends who live in Canton South. It seems nice enough to me. Um, I, come on. I, I, come on. I, I can come tell on. you, I, I, come on, come on, come I, on. Come I can on. Tell, no, hold on. I okay. Can, I can tell you that, uh, that I spent a very, uh, a very passionate night filled, uh, a passionate go. filled evening in, in a home in what is referred to as the S dub affectionately over on that side of town. I, uh, so I've had some good times in the south of Canton. I have. So I feel bad knocking it. Now, that woman talked a little street herself, though. Catch me outside. I, I will admit that that woman had some of that. Al, what I'm going to say about that is, is anytime I go, anytime I go Canton South, anytime I head down to the South Town, um, I oh, I don't know where oh, it, South Town. How good would that be? I don't know where exactly it happens, but somewhere along the ride, I look around, I look to my left. I look to my right and I'm like, things are different here. This and I is can't, door lock I, material. I, well, it's not so much that. It's not so much that I feel like intimidated because, like, you know, we look downtown it, it, Canton. I roll them up, kids. Roll right. them up. I used to live on Shore, so it's not necessarily I'm concerned about like that. But there's Fair. just there's just something different Fair. about. I, I don't know where it happens, but somewhere along that trip, I just always I'm like. What's going on around here? There's 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 a, now, a special feeling in the air when you get to Canton South. Yeah, but I feel like we're probably pretty popular there. Like oh, that's dude, the yeah, that's we're doing okay. The, that's the that's the feeling I get. We're big in the uh Catch me outside. How about that? Yeah, crowd, I, we're yeah, big with we're, them. We're huge in that okay. and that uh I well I, yeah, I believe we're the leader yeah, of those people. I mean, they're white, but they listen to rap music all the time. I'm pretty sure they know how to roll blunts. Yeah, yeah, we'll let them in Canton South. It's fine. Black is show in Canton. Yeah, it's been known to be. And here's the funny true. thing. I actually do not know how to roll blunts. No, you really don't. I really can't roll a blunt. Really? I really can't. We're all joint, right? Yeah, just like a bigger joint kind yeah, of. Yeah, but the, there's glue on the papers with the joints, and then uh, and then there's the honey, and uh, there's all the things. I didn't know. I didn't know that was a problem for you, buddy. Yeah, no, it really is. I've had a guy. I, I, one of my sound crew guys at right. the Agora was like, "Dude, just buy a huge bag of weed, and I'll teach you." He's like, "We'll just smoke all the failures," and I was like, "No, no, no, that sounds <laughs> that sounds awful." No, dude, smoke half an ounce with me. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna, it's gonna be time. awesome. You'll love it. That sounded like a terrible system to me, but no, yeah, I actually cannot do that. Yeah, well, I mean, is it something at this point where you're just like, no, I want. Want to nail it? You no. Do oh it? yeah, okay. I absolutely do because I, I, be, well, you know what? Let's not. Well, but, Stansberry, you're never too 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 old to learn something new. You know, Stansberry, you could go back to college. Maybe you could be a lawyer, you could be a doctor. Who knows what you could be? People go back to college at forty all the time. Stansberry, it kind of sounds like, like I. It kind of no. sounds like all I could do is grow up and endorse Quantidot. Like <laughs> no, I can't. I'll just roll blunts. So that's what I want to learn. This is where you get blunt paper. There you <laughs> go. Apparently, I can do that. There all right. Go. So so yeah, the cash me outside. How about that, girl? Is uh, super popular here. And it seems like uh, Canton South is where she would be from, and that seems to be uh, what everybody's opinion is there. Catch me outside. How 
How about that? Uh, uh, one of our regulars tweets and says, I've been with my share of Canton South girls. The criticism is very accurate. And uh, Kylie says, Canton South always felt like a weird combo of Canton City and East Canton, but I went to Maslin, so who knows? Catch me outside. How about that? <laughs> I say this all the time, and I hope I don't offend anybody when I do. But I say this all the time when we bring up the... This town's got 89,000 people in right. it. Like, right. The fact that we have 11 of them, it just seems a little strange to me. Uh, East Canton, North Canton, Canton South, Canton proper. The little S-Dubs, Jack's you got to be there. Jack, and, dude, and it's just like, I never know where exactly I am, where I'm like, eh, I don't know, Canton South, East Who Canton, knows? where am I right now? And Who you, knows? Like you said, dude, you can drive from one end of this town to the next in 20 minutes in bad traffic, and still people are like, oh, no, I can't get confused, North Canton. <laughs> okay. It just seems like we like... Right, it feels very segregation based. Like, yeah, we live in the same city, but I'm not from that no. side of it, or I'm not from that side of it. And no matter, and then, well, this is everybody. No matter where you are, people like to bag on their own town, and they like to bag on certain parts of it, and this and that. But it, the truth is, if somebody from Pittsburgh came in and talked trash about Canton, we'd all beat them to death in the street. So we have that. Saw. How about that? Yeah, because we have that a little bit of that in us. We, yeah, do. we do. We yeah, do. We, we do. have a little bit of that in us. So I do have some good news. Good. We need it, dude. Honestly, let's lay it on us. I do have some good news for Canton, Ohio, and I would have never guessed this. All Fame City. And if I and if I didn't research it myself, I don't even think I would have believed the headline that I read. But according to ClevelandPlus.com, okay. Canton is named the second best city for new college graduates to move to to start their life. That's amazing. And the reason why I wanted to talk about this is people don't pass this article around. When that article comes out talking about how Canton's the third most dangerous small city in America, that one gets shared 7,000 times. And again, I know the human public. If it bleeds, it leads. Right. The thing I'm going to say about both those things, both this study and the study where the Canton was the third most dangerous small city, I'm sure there are serious errors in the, in the, in the, in the, uh, you know, plan here and the execution. But if that's what the article reads, that's what the article Pretty reads. Pretty big hole to shoot my boat this early well, into I'm the conversation. Saying, I'm just saying what it, when it, when it came down to that, to that article where Canton was listed as the third most dangerous small city in the country, they neglected uh, a lot. Well, they left Gary, right. Indiana out of that. They left other Michigan things out and like cities that were ahead of of where Canton was, and it was just it was flawed. It was it was a flawed plan. So it, it was steered towards making you believe that. Right. They looked at data from over uh, 589 cities across the nation. All right. The analysts at Good Call compiled their list of top cities for recent college graduates. Northeast Ohio's Canton being the number two spot to build their list. Okay. Good Call considered factors such as affordability, relative salary, entry level jobs available, and local amenities. We obviously are a very affordable city to live in. Canton, Ohio is actually one of my the, favorite parts. Yeah, of the this cost town. of living here is fantastic. I mean, you can you can you can rent cheaply. You can buy cheaply when it yeah. comes to a home. I mean, there's a ton of different. Uh, you know, cost of living is. Uh, of, of like food is pretty pretty reasonable. I always feel like gas is very reasonable here. So when the things you have to spend money on on a monthly basis, you can usually afford to do here. The only other city that topped Canton, Ohio, was Roanoke, Virginia, uh, which uh, you know I, you know I have heard some good things about a couple. Of, Roanoke. <laughs> uh, a couple of the other cities rounding out the top ten: Fort Myers, Florida, comes in at number three. I'm assuming that the ocean and some of like the things that you, you know some of the amenities help uh, you know stack the stats for them. Irving, Texas, uh, Mountain View. 
Bellevue, California, Lansing, Michigan, Beaverton, Oregon. And now again, they came in at number eight. Now I can tell you, I've having been to Beaverton, it's a, like a little bit of a bedroom type community for Portland. It's a great city, but overall, I think you'd be better here in Canton, Ohio, than you would there. The cost of living is going to be a little higher there for sure. Uh, Dallas, Texas was another one. Again, the, the tech sector is really big in Dallas. Probably a lot of good entry level jobs in Dallas, I would imagine. You know, cost of living is just going to be through the roof there. Obviously, you know these 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 all these different factors kind of weigh in and, and obviously weighed in in Canton's favors. Um, what were the what was it cost of living? Entry-level jobs. Affordability, relative salary, entry-level jobs available, and local amenities. I know there's people right now in their cars who are screaming that, that we have none of those things. But that is not true. And honestly, I mean, cost of living, like we just said, very, very affordable. Really right affordable, here. yeah. Um, as far as, like, entry-level jobs go, I mean, I know nobody wants to to see that. But, like, when it comes to pretty big industries around here, I mean, whether it's Timken that you're talking about, whether it's, you know, uh, the, the excellent hospital system that we have around here or I keep telling people if you are a young person right now and you're not applying at the Pro Football Hall of Fame you're an idiot like you need to get on that boat like that is if I was that organization is going to grow sixfold if, yeah if I was putting my chips in right now if I was if I was, was going to double down if I was looking for a career if I was young if I were if I were one of those people who are like all right I don't know what my life is what's, what's coming up in life do this. well but I, I honest to God would go apply for whatever the Pro Football Hall of Fame had to offer me that's whether gonna, that's you're right whether that's taking tickets whether that's sweeping the floors whether that's working the parking lot because honestly there is nothing but opportunity in that establishment right now. Nothing but opportunity. Oh, that's a great point. It and really I, is. I, I, I mean, I, I just can't wrap my head around why people don't see that as as a huge benefit to the, to the county. I think sometimes, well, yeah, I think sometimes also people have a hard time realizing that what they should do is go apply for a low-level, entry-level job and work it hard to get the job you really want. Right. Like, I didn't start on the radio, and neither did you. Right. I started in the promotions department as an intern hanging banners. But I took that job and treated it as if it was a morning drive shift on the radio, and people saw that and decided, you know what, maybe we should offer this kid some other opportunities. Let's see what he can do with those. I think people sometimes short-side themselves and think that sometimes they are beneath them. Like, you didn't think I thought hanging banners in the freezing cold or the freezing rain was a little bit beneath me? Of course I did. But I never outwardly showed it. And then, sure enough, I ended up getting what I wanted. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, you know... No, you have to have a little bit of ability, too. A little bit of ability, a little bit of luck, a little bit of... Hustle, elbow, grease, It's a multiple of the factors. A million factors go into it, but aside from just directly working for the Pro Football Hall of Fame, which, like I said, I would totally be applying right now if I wasn't already in a career, um, it Aside from that, you have to look at the construction jobs. You have to look at the hotel jobs. You have to look at the restaurant jobs that all come alongside with that, that all come along with, you know, essentially the Disney World of football is yeah. going to be in our backyard within the next two years. And if you don't think that doesn't mean more money for travel opportunities. It's and, not going to appear out of thin air. I mean, dude, I mean, it's like, take a lot of work. if you work at Enterprise, there's going to be more rental car opportunities. There's going to be more things like that. Hotels, just like everything. Food, right, just everything. a million, a million different things that happen once this Pro Football Hall of Fame jumps off. So that alone gives me the, all right, well, there are job opportunities. And as far as amenities go, as far as like things within our community go, I know oh, there's nothing to do in Canton. There's nothing to do in Canton. Dude, I lived in Flint, Michigan, which honestly is about the exact same city when you can consider size, when you consider demographics, when you consider all these yeah, different things. And dude, there is a lot to do in Canton versus cities this size. When you compare it to Los Angeles, of course, of course, it's not as good as LA. Well, of course not, idiot. But you have to compare it You're to... You're not as good as somebody who lives in LA either, you though. You have to 
compare it to You're what... You're not. I live there. You're apple, not. Apples to apples. You know what I mean? You have to compare them to what they are. In Canton, the Hall of Fame city, I feel like it's got a lot in its corner. College graduates, come on down, baby! I can tell you just on my personal hobby alone, I said this to somebody yesterday, and it's true. Even compared to, to Cleveland, the city relatively close, I would take the golf courses here. Like, so as far as amenity goes, if you wanted to move here and that's something you do, now that I'm looking at one thing versus like a lot, but I'm, I'm telling you right now, dude, the golf courses in Stark County are damn good. They're really good. Restaurants are good. Yeah. Restaurants, restaurants are, good. are good. Bar you scene in Canton s- is good. Honestly, you could sleep on the restaurant game in Canton. Like you could, and, and, and you shouldn't because it is really good. Bars are good. Restaurants are good. There's a, there's an NBA D League team here. There's a, a, a pro sports hall of fame here. I know it's, oh, there's nothing to do. It all sucks. Honestly. God. There's a really good morning show here, too. So yeah, if you move right. here, you could be entertained on your way into yeah. uh, into one of these entry-level jobs there, college yeah, graduate. Right. You could do worse than us. Well, we have colleges here. I mean, within Stark County, we have universities on yep. uh, within Stark County. So, I mean, there's just so many different things. And I know it's so easy to, to go back Everybody to Everybody hates the, on where they're from. And it's just one of those things that's easy to do. It's an exhausted tale, dude. Right. Hall it of really Fame is. City on the come up. There you go. So, the, I told you I had good news for you. It's great news. And we just Feel shared better. it with you. So there's a new buzz term or phrase that's out there, and I'm already nauseated by how many times I hear it, but according to our new administration, it's not going anywhere anytime soon. Is it? Catch me outside. How about that? No. No. I wish it was that. (laughs) There's a new buzz phrase. I'm sick of it, and apparently it's not going anywhere. We'll explain next. Hang on. Dansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show, Rock 106.9. 9.30, we'll get you hooked up with a pair of tickets for UFC 208 Watch Party Passes. That's going on Club Velvet, Hard Rock Roxino, which is now the official show sponsor of the Sansbury Show. Thank you for jumping on board for that. We appreciate it. Yeah, like, I mean, let's be real. Uh, a buffet, slot machines, drinks. I, I don't know why they haven't always been our sponsor, dude. Get on. Well, here's the thing. We're lucky because sometimes, man, radio will take the money where they can get it. Right. Right? And so sometimes... You get it unlucky, like, hey, this show brought to you by, and it's not something you don't want to say. I, dude, I got no problem standing next to the Hard Rock. That's right. awesome. Sometimes you'll hear radio station personalities say, hey, come out to the corner of McKinley and Navarre. You're going to have a lot of fun there. And you're not going to have any fun there. It's going to be awful. Dude, deep in the bag, <laughs> it's going to take you. That, that's early listenership to this program, but wildly funny there. Throwback Thursday on a Wednesday. Who cares? That was funny. Wow, that was good. I gotta give uh, I gotta give the Civic Center a little credit here. Okay. Okay. I know you're an employee over there now, essentially working for the charge. Yeah. So I um, I bought some tickets for a show at the Civic Center tomorrow night. Lee Bryce, Justin Moore. Okay. My uh, my supervisor at the Agora, Larry, is a big bro country fan. Loves country music. Just loves it. Um, oh, Lee Price is drinking class. Okay, let's, it's get a, that. let's get that one. It's kind of funny because Larry is like 6'3", 240, and black, but loves country music. Loves it. Huge fan. His favorite style of music, country. So he hit me up, and he's like, hey, man, normally everybody asks me for tickets to things. He's like, why don't we, he's like, let's you and I get tickets. We'll go see Lee Price, Justin Moore. It'd be fun. It's right down the street from your house, right? I said, yeah, 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 yeah. Let me, you know, I'll look into this. Right. So I, so I bought these tickets through the Civic Center box office. I did it digitally. I just downloaded, printed them right off of my, my printer. Super easy. Super easy. Can't Civic Center. Reasonably priced. That whole thing. So my buddy Larry and I, which makes me happy. Larry does me a lot of favors. Actually, he's the reason why I'm in Ohio. 
I was in Vegas. I didn't know what I was going to do. And he called me. He said, dude, he's like, your life won't turn around until you come back home to Ohio. And you know it. I need a bartender at Peabody's. Why don't you fly home? You'll work for me. Sooner or later, you'll find a job. And I, so I, that's the whole reason I moved back to Ohio was Larry. So, you know, he needs a favor. I was like, yeah, dude, let me work on that. And the favor is going out and having fun with me. You know what I mean? So that we'll be out on the loose tomorrow night, Larry, and I will be. Lee Bryce and Justin Moore, um, pretty big get for Canton, Ohio, right? Yeah, it's pretty good. That's I, real good. I feel like that's a pretty Together? solid... Uh, yeah, even separately would be a good show. Together, it's great. I mean, you couldn't pay me to go, but I understand that like for other people, that's a pretty good, pretty good get, right? So that was made that was made easily done today. Uh, it was very simple. Just bought them online, download, print out. They're, they're right here in my hand. It's easy. Hey, Love it. Canton Civic Center making stuff happening. Kicking up the dust one time, putting a dipper in, get the thing stuck. Yeah, I'm uh, very excited about that. Don't be, don't be spitting on the Canton Civic Center floor tomorrow oh. night. I know all you people with I'm your, di- with your dippers and your chaw, and you're going to be out there with your, with your skull and kicking the dust, up, the dust up. And just take care of the Civic Center, all right? I'm going to do whatever Heathens. I want. I'm probably gonna take, probably gonna take advantage of, well, that hot dog and nacho stand. I'll do that. I do not think it is dollar dog night tomorrow, but I could be wrong. No, I doubt it. No, I doubt. They'd go broke. They'd go broke at that. So I'm looking forward to that. It'll be fun. I love Larry. He's one of my favorite people to hang out with. Good dude. Done a lot of good things for me. So. I'm happy to be able to do that. And it's always cool to be a place with the only black person. Like, you walk into a room, you got a black dude with you, you're like, yeah! Dude, settle down. What's the up, Civic country concert? Dude, the Civic Center has janitors. <laughs> <laughs> Take it easy. Take it easy. All right. So, I feel like what our society does uh, a great job at these days, which isn't much, but what our society does a fantastic job at, we create buzzwords slash terms yeah. very easily these days. And one of the ones that I, that's out now that I really have a hard time with and I don't really like right now because I believe it's just it, – it's a dismissive term that makes it easy just to like tell people to look the other way, and that's fake news. Okay. Okay? Now, we have been inherently losing trust in our media – for a while now. I feel like it's been slipping even faster over the last two years, but it's been, this has been a thing now that w- we've been on. I, I, I don't know if you can necessarily pinpoint exactly when it happened, but I would say the closest you probably could is the commercialization of news. And I know it's like, well, dude, that's the world we live in. And yes, it is. But I think that's when you really did start to have a conflict of interest between like uh, what we're reporting and what is, is the most uh, sensational. What's the selling point? What's the what's the hottest sizzle that we can put on it. So it stopped being about facts and it started being about, Hey, let's get more eyes on the program. Sure. So yeah. we can sell more commercial space to tide. So the Trump administration <clears throat> seems to like to lean on this fake news term. And anytime they disagree with something, that's fake news. They've attacked CNN with it. They've attacked the New York Times with it. Well, where it all started was with the Trump administration, but not necessarily they didn't start it. This all got going with all those fake Facebook articles we would see. And and this is when people talk about Russia influencing the election. It was via fake news. No, this administration just knows that there are people out there that like to scream this term. So they use it anytime somebody disagrees with them. And they have... Very few times have they offered up real counterpoints as to why it would be fake news. No, I, no evidence. I, I, I certainly don't want to make it sound like, oh, dude, CNN is 100% accurate all the time. But no. there's a difference between being wrong about something and being fake news. There's a difference between not predicting something correctly and being fake news. Yes, yes. of course, CNN crapped the bed when it came to all the polls and who oh, always Hillary's going to win. It's guaranteed. That doesn't make them fake news. That makes them wrong. And there's a difference between being wrong Inaccurate and being fake news. And be- 
and creating things out of thin air. Right. There, 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 there are differences right. there. So Sebastian Gorka, who's a deputy assistant to President Donald Trump, said Monday that this organization is going to continue to just use the fake news term until the media understands, this is a quote, until the media understands that their monumental, to, to, monumental desire to attack the president is wrong. Now, he says there is a monumental desire on behalf of the majority of the media, not just pollsters, the majority of the media to attack a duly elected president in the second week of his term, Gorka, a former Breitbart editor. Now, he also holds a Ph.D. in political science. Told uh, He was telling this to Michael Medved, who is a very conservative syndicated radio host, who is also hesitant on some of this stuff, by the way. He's ultra conservative. And uh, he has a problem with this fake news tag as well. And he, so basically the administration saying this, we're doubling down on this. So until you decide to stop being mean to us, we're just going to yell fake news. Now, here's what I'm going to say. The media is supposed to be mean. They're supposed to be jaded. They're supposed to question everything you do. If they just accept everything you say, like it's, sounds from the golden god we're gonna have a real problem i need the media to be hesitant i need the media to be vigilant to fact check you i need them to be jaded well but there's that's where the best writing comes from there there there, there's a problem within that is that you do need the media to be critical and to be the 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 voice of the people it seems to me that while the last guy was president we were complaining that the media wasn't questioning him enough so now the media is questioning a guy and now you have a problem with that and, I mean, and the media was questioning him. And and even even if he even if oh well he, they weren't questioning him at all. Which way should it be? When is it going to stop? When is it going to stop being the, about pointing out the hypocrisy of the other side of the aisle? And when is it going to start being about making sure that your end of the aisle is upholding the standards that you presented? That's idealistic. Yeah. I mean, but but at some <laughs> should point, it be that way? Yes. At some point, yes. you you have to say, hey, we won. Hey, we're in power. We need to live up to the standard. I just I can't believe that. That the theory is we're just going to say fake news until you're nice to us. Well, when you live in the world of 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 facts being alternative and facts being debatable, I mean, dude, Donald Trump said murder rate the highest it's been in the past 47 years, False. blatantly untrue. Yeah. So either a you're uninformed or b you don't you're just lying w- you're lying purposely, willing to use facts you know people would like to believe is true. And when you just go out there and say which it, which is and, an alternative, and fact. people will people will consume it. People will oh no, he's right. He's right. He's right. I don't care about. I don't care about evidence. I don't care about peer-reviewed data. I don't care about. I don't care about that. Well, then, if people want to make the argument to me that they don't believe that the media is qualified enough to be jaded and, and questioned enough anymore, okay, I, I make that debate with you. But they should absolutely be critical of everything that comes out of the White House. That's the only way we can hold them in check. When they when they talked about, oh well, the media they're not they're not reporting on terrorism attacks enough. Here's 76 terrorist attacks that the media covered over uh, CNN alone covered over 75% of those stories. If you're talking about the big general media, 100% of those stories were covered. I mean, I just don't understand how you can say, well, you didn't attack, you, you didn't even you didn't even report the Paris attacks. What are you goddamn talking about? You didn't even you did the San Bernardino attacks what are you talking about cnn was out there for two weeks i feel like this is one of those things where like when parents complain to me about how hard it is to parent i always say to them if you didn't think parenting was going to be hard that one's kind of on you and i kind of feel the same way about this like if you didn't think the media was going to be critical of you that is on you so so we've heard oh the media is too mean and we've heard comedians are too mean saturday night live
wife's doing. God damn snowflakes. Yeah, we're going to get God into that damn later. Snowflakes. Actually, we're going to get into the SNL thing around 930 <sighs> this morning because honestly, the numbers on that are crazy. We'll get into that. You hurt my feelings. You're not giving, dude. What about Hillary Benghazi? I see. I, I, I shut up. I didn't really want to go. I didn't really want to do this because I knew this is where this was going to end up. But the problem is, is that you're kind of right. They are kind of snowflakey right now. They are. It's crazy. So being so PC, I, I just think, dude, the media is supposed to question everything he does. And honestly, even if they weren't this time around, I'd be like, all right, well, maybe a little extra special protection on that. Well, and when you are blatantly lying to the media, you, you you think they're going to all of a sudden be like, well, he blatantly lied about this. Let's move on from it and cover what he wants us to cover. No, you are blatantly lying about something. Uh, how, how is that not the main story? I'm sure Jake Tapper would love to cover other things and would like to talk about immigration. But when the president is goddamn lying through his teeth to the American people, how do we move on from that? There's always been a little bit of we know a little bit of what the president do is lying. And we've always kind of accepted it because sometimes what it really is is, is hi- not necessarily hiding facts from us, just protecting us from the facts of the world. Right. Like, there's a little bit Admitting of that. things, right. And we've always kind of just known that, but it feels like that standard has been, that door's been blown wide open on what it's okay to lie to me about. High, right? Highest murder rate in 50 years. Not true. Media didn't cover terrorist attacks. Not true. What, so how, how do I move on from that? How do I, how do I, okay, well, let's talk about what you want to talk about now after you just lied to my face? I'm being told the the Obama administration blamed Bush for at least six years. That has nothing to do with what we're talking nothing. about. Which way should it be? That's diversion. Which you just, should you're, it be? you're now trying to use diversion to get me off topic. That's not that's not going to work. The point is the president should be accountable for things. Right. And okay, Obama wasn't. All right, he was the worst president ever. Point Fine. point set match. We'll give you that. Okay. So now let's change Trump it be now. Better. Trump be better. Right. Be better. That was the whole point, right? Is that he was going to be better? Obama, Benghazi, now again, email. I, now, look, I've said this a bunch of times while talking about this kind of stuff with you. I've seen the numbers on how Stark County voted for Donald Trump. You love this guy, okay? So I am a little hesitant about what's happening in here right now. But what I'm saying is I'm not just automatically dismissing him as awful. All I'm saying is you can't, when it comes to the media, we need them, whether you're a Trump supporter or not, we need them to be vigilant. We need them to be jaded. We need them to be looking for the thing that nobody's going to tell us. You're lying and you're calling something fake news. You're I mean, lying. There, I don't think, has there ever been a, a more important time in the world to be a good journalist? Maybe never. Now, that's probably been true every time somebody thinks about saying that. But it seems to me like we need more good journalists than ever before. Now, unfortunately, journalistic companies and the companies that own these endeavors don't like to pay people anymore. No. And so you're losing quality left and right. And the big company, the big corporation doesn't seem to care about whether or not they lose good people or not. I think we need a journalist. The Stansberry <laughs> Show investigative stop, team. Stop, stop, Give him my history. <laughs> Give him my history. We're not doing it. All right. It's very funny, but we're not doing it. All right. I got some odds on the Browns. You okay. <laughs> All right. From one dumpster fire to the next. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> I got some odds on the Browns. You don't want them, but you're getting them next. Hang on. Fuck 106.9. You're a jerk. You're a jerk. You're a jerk. You're a jerk. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online, WRQK.com. People are upset with me, Fantone, and you a little bit. Of course. Uh, we, yeah, we waded into this politics thing, and people are like, Jesus, I'm not. And first of all, nobody was Trump bashing. I was just talk, kind of talking about what was going on. And I noticed this, like, when I was critical of Obama when he was in power, because that's my job is to kind of, like, talk about the dude in power occasionally. Not every day, not, uh, not every topic of the show. 
But occasionally, it's my job to kind of examine the dude in power. When I was doing it about Obama, nobody bitched about how often I was talking about it then. But man, you go against what people believe and what they like, and then all of a sudden, it's like, I've been listening to you for 15 years, but I'm going to stop today. Well, then I always say this. It was going to be something then. Right. It was going to be something then. If that's what it took. And I mean, what? Is that the first time we've talked about politics in 15 years of listening to Stansbury? First time he's ever waded into politics. Right. I've been, I'm critical of both sides. I talk about how I'm not in either camp. Whatever. I, I, and I'm not doing it again here. I do have, uh, I do have, some, uh, I do have some bad news. It's not really bad. This is more like, we'll file this in the, well, duh. Okay. Las Vegas has declared your Cleveland Browns the worst odds to win Super Bowl next year. Duh. Right? Now, you could make the argument maybe the 49ers should be worse off than us. They're hiring a first-time ever GM who's a former player. First time, um, I believe, is the first time Kyle Shanahan will be a head coach. I don't know that. I believe that's true. I don't know for sure. Who just came off of a bad play calling situation in the second half of that Super Bowl? You throw that, you throw that sideline pass to Julio, and he catches it. Why are you not running the ball there? That's questionable play calling there. That's oh, Kyle, yeah, 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 yeah. That's Kyle Shanahan. Uh, you know, with the Super Bowl, I, I saw the, I saw something online, and it's like if the Falcons just would have took a knee twice and kicked a field goal, Super Bowl over, up eleven Falcons done. Win. Falcons win. Get, Not even like Kyle Shanahan kind of blew it. I mean, honestly, when you look at it through that filter, and now I know you go back through the whole game, holding penalties here, missed calls, whatever. But in that, putting it through that filter, Kyle Shanahan kind of blew it. Did you see the um, the picture? And it shows the uh, the Patriots running back knee on the ground, ball not over the end zone line. Did you see that? I have seen it. It seems. Listen, I don't care because neither of those teams matter to me. I don't care if Tom Brady wins. I don't care if Matt Ryan wins. It doesn't matter to me. But it seemed to me the guy was down, and it's not doesn't change the the outcome of the Super Bowl. But it certainly seemed to me that dude was down. Did not score the touchdown. You know what's weird is that the rest of the country seems to think that the world's for the Patriots, and everybody in New England seems to think that everybody's against the Patriots. You do, you won five titles. Like how how how? I mean, really, they're against you? And with, without the Manning brothers, you probably would have won like nine. Fair point. Like you probably would have won like nine. So fair point. Fair point. I yeah. Honestly, as a guy who bets, is they're two hundred fifty to one. Brownies are. Is that where the Browns are? They open with the worst odds to win the Super Bowl next year, getting yeah two hundred fifty to one odds. From that's from Westgate Las Vegas uh, Superbook, which is a very credible sports book. There. Oddshark.com has them at two twenty five to one. I don't even take it. I don't take it because it's just—it's literally lighting your money on fire. If you are—if you are that guy that goes and makes the Vegas bet every year, Browns to the Super Bowl, Browns to the Super Bowl. Eh, sure, it's you've an got, Indian rain dance. Eventually, right. it will get wet, I suppose. You—you've got the money to burn, obviously. So go ahead and do it. But if you think that, like, hey, you know what? This is the year. This could happen. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. And I know our buddy Dustin right now is listening. He's rubbing his hands together thinking this could be the year. No, it's not. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. If we land Jimmy Garoppolo, your odds get better. They say you take it from about a 1% chance you'll win the Super Bowl to about a 4% chance. They say landing Garoppolo increases you 3%. Okay. Okay. You don't buy it. Not for a second, dude. Not for a single solitary second. To say 1% is far too, giving the Browns far too much credit. But Jimmy Garoppolo is going to raise the probability by 3% that the Browns are going to win the Super Bowl. Okay. I'll turn effect, man. Okay. <laughs> Common core math right there. Oh, my God. Is. Come on. That's what that Come is. Come on. Let's not, let's not victory lap it on him. It's very funny, though.
Oh, I'll take a victory lap. The Browns are never going to. I might as well. I'm being asked what the line is. Two fifty to one. So you bet a dollar, you win two hundred fifty bucks that they go. <sighs> Terrible. If anybody does that, you're come on, come on. I mean, imagine if you lay a $500 bet down and it happens, though. But it does not. You can imagine, dude. Imagine if dragons come out of the sky and the Game of Thrones becomes real and Sansbury's little dragon show is real, but it's not. And it's much more likely that the, the queen of dragons or the mother of dragons, whatever that broad's name is, comes in and is the future Mrs. Stansberry than the goddamn Browns making the Super Bowl. It's mother of dragons. Oh, I'm sorry. And when do we tell Fantone that <laughs> Westeros is real? When do we do that? All right, guys. You're self-conscious, and I'm going to put you at ease. It's time to do it. We're going to shut broads up together. We'll do it next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We have a pair of tickets for you for this Saturday for a viewing party of UFC 208 inside Club Velvet at the Hard Rock Roxino Northfield Park there. You have to be 21 or older. Let the bodies hit the floor. But uh, we will get you hooked up with those at 9.30 this morning. And uh, once again, we'll thank the Hard Rock Roxino for being the official show sponsor of the Stansbury Show. We're happy to have you guys on board. Neil Sadaka coming to the Hard Rock as well. So, nice. you know, hey, dude, it's, it's all people represented at the Hard Rock. In which, honestly, Hard Rock Roxino, much like New Turd Tuesday, it is a broad spectrum. It we is. have artists from all over the board. It is Because, indeed. you know, we appreciate music and we want to expose our audience to it. And, dude, you know what? I'm glad the Hard Rock's in on it. Damn right. Hell yeah. So I've been I've been teasing this all morning. You have been, dude. You've about, been secreting it. About how I have good news for men. I'm going to make you feel better about who you are. Okay. And uh, we were talking earlier this morning about Lady Gaga being fat shamed. Yeah. And I and I had made the comment that, that I understand that women will from time to time draw their self-esteem from their body image. Okay. Well, on the flip side of that, for a man, it's about your penis. Right. Right? Like, that's where your prowess comes from. That's where your ego comes from. That's where, like, well, sometimes your ego comes from the lack of the penis that you have there. Sometimes that can happen, too. But our self-esteem can be directly tied to the penile region. Now, you know, compared to every other animal on the face of the planet, humans have giant penises. Like, when you consider our body size versus our penis size, even average. I'm talking like I just feel normal like, I feel like that's I feel like that's a line a guy told a girl once when he couldn't get it done totally nah. right. It was like, hey, just so you know, I mean, compared to a turtle, I'm like, amazing. Even like gorillas, dude. Even like, even like Harambe. Big ass, yeah, even Harambe, dude. Small, little, tiny pecker. And jeez, big, huge, jeez. body. I'm not wild about but that one. humans are on the flip side of that for our body size, we have ginormous penises. So, you know, you feel good about that. I do, at least. <laughs> check, check it out. Call it ginormous. I believe you're using fake news on <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, I, that's, yeah, I don't buy it. I, uh, that's true. As comparison, yes. We have, okay. we have larger penises than most. Obviously, you know, a whale, a little different. Six foot long penis there, but. I think a lot of guys probably while watching porn think to themselves, my penis isn't big enough for, for, for entertaining sex for women, right? That can happen. <sighs> the more porn you watch, the more you're like, geez, what Pro- am I doing here? Probably, especially if you, uh, if you're using that as your, uh, of how main, sex is supposed to go. Right. If you're using that as your main avenue 
of sex, if you're not like having sex with your wife and seeing that she's like, no, she enjoys my penis. It's yeah, okay. we're good. Yeah. If you're, yeah, if you're, dude, if you're just that watching, was her faking it really well this time. Yeah, she wants me to feel good. If you're just watching James Dean take Lisa and the Plowtown, then of or Plowtown, of course you're going to you're going to be like, well, dude, well, my penis is. You, you know like what? That. I'm a little jealous of that dude on that one. To yeah. be honest with you, at least yeah. to be a good get. Yeah, dude, he, and he was he was he was banging her out when she was still like you know I don't want to say uh, fresh in the business, but no, you know she goes back to the '80s. But she uh, she she was in her prime when James Dean was uh, was 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 taking that to, to Sarah to Palin kind of revitalized her whole yeah. career there that yeah. whole that whole you know nailing Palin thing. So Kieran Lee is a male porn star, right? Okay, Kieran Lee also took out a million dollar insurance policy on his penis. I, uh, Lloyd's of London is who does this. I, uh, he's 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 a Brazzers dude. He's one of those guys that's sure. always in those videos. I'll take your word for it. Oh, I don't know. Stansberry. He doesn't know. He's I don't know if I know Kieran Lee by by by. Uh, I I know I've definitely heard the name. He's pretty commonplace. You'll see him pretty frequently. If I saw his photo, I would know if him. He, well, a photo of what? Maybe I don't. Chase. Know. But Chase. no photo of his face. You'd know who that dude was. All right. It's like and like I said, it's Brazzers. It's like the most mainstream porn. It's like oh, okay, all right. Well, you know. So Lloyd's of London has, you know, in the past they've they've insured Bruce Springsteen's vocal cords and David Beckham's legs and like okay. you'll see wide receivers like you know do this kind of stuff, football players, you know, that kind of thing. And so Kieran Lee has his penis insured for a million bucks. Okay. So that's like a heavy piece of artillery that penis is. Even you know, obviously when you make your money from your penis, that's something you're gonna want to insure. I don't know. <sighs> But with that being... How good would life be? Even saying... Look at this thing. You can make money with it. Even saying, I'm the porn star with the million dollar penis, there's equity in that. There's like, all right, sure, I'm the, the way to build one, yourself. I'm yeah. the first one that did this, and, 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 and yeah, smart move on his end. So this guy's had like you know some of the best sex in the world on film. Like he, okay. like He's telling this story here about how he had a, a, a five-some, where they put him in like a video with four chicks. Okay. All right? Didn't this all? Wasn't this all going to make us feel better about ourselves? Hold on, I'm now getting you're there. Talking about giant penis men having five sums with hot chicks. What? How the, I don't. I feel terrible. And you can too after the break. No, I'm <laughs> so, no, no, no. Here's no. Here's where it gets better for you. Probably okay. Promise, right? Okay. So he was talking about how, like, on set he has sex like that, right? Where he has like, like he's there with four women and he's like having sex for like an hour. Okay. Fifty-eight. Actually, fifty-eight minutes. He fell short of the hour. He was kind of mad at himself for it. Okay. Uh, Now that sounds like you want to kill Karen Lee. Yeah. Yeah, Right. Sounds like you want to kill that guy and like hang yourself. Okay. Well, here's why it's okay for you and why you're going to feel that much better about yourself. He says when he goes home with his wife, Kate, who was a previous porn actress as well, she's now gotten out of the business because he's making enough money. Apparently he says he routinely has to apologize to his wife in bed because he lasts only two minutes with her. He said, I go home and I have sex with my wife. And he goes, I'm pathetic in bed. I don't think guys know that. I think that they watch those movies and think that that's the way we have sex at home. It's not. He's like, I can't do that at home. Now, I don't know how that could be possible. How could you sleep with four women in a decade, let alone in a day, right. and, and not, not finish inside of 58 minutes, but you go home to your wife? Now, he says, the, you, know, you know why it is? Is because he and his wife at home, even though they're both porn stars, they don't really like wild, crazy sex. That they like just like, you know, he says average sex, and they're not crazy, and he says he's a two-minute man at home. 
This doesn't make me feel better about anything. Why? I'm gonna tell you Dude, why. The fact I'm gonna that tell a porn star has to apologize to his wife about how he lays it down. I'm gonna tell you why. There, we we were talking earlier about you know Canton, Ohio, and the underrated restaurant scene, and how like oh, there's all these great restaurants. Dude, if you go to underrated penis scene here, I'm gonna really question our motives. And in all of those great restaurants, I'm sure there's a fantastic chef, and he's standing in the back, and he's making you know five star meals and 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 and, and fifty dollar a plate meals and things that are just far too great. I don't feel bad for that guy when he goes home and makes a peanut butter and jelly sandwich because he's eating goddamn filet mignon the rest of the day. I don't care. I don't care that you're eating ramen noodles, dude. That doesn't make a difference to me at all. That's not putting, that's not putting that $50 meal in my belly. So how is that? I, how is that going to make me feel any better at all? Because, dude, I think... <laughs> I take your point in this. <laughs> it is very funny. But I'm telling you, man, I'm telling you, a lot of guys in relationships right now heard me say that about Kieran Lee and went, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm really happy about that. The difference is those guys are going to go work at a at a, at a at a muffler shop right now. They're not going to work to go bang out porn stars. I don't feel bad for I feel worse about myself. Well, I think if you do your best at the muffler shop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I can't even I can't even I can't even frame the rest of that lie. We'll get you hooked up with those UFC 208 watch party tickets. That happens next on the Stansbury show. 9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9, online for you, WRQK.com. Marshall tweets and says, dude, half the state's underwater. You guys are playing no rain. Uh, yeah, sorry about that one. I, you guys know when Blind Melon hits the radio, you know I'm not You know I'm not picking. You know that's not an audible there. I. That was hate, not a Stansbury pick. No, I hate Blind Melon. So I wouldn't have done that. I know a lot of you like it. That's why I won't mess with it a lot of times. I mean, you know, it's not important I care, or it's not important that I like what, what's being played. It's important that you like it. So... That's why I know a lot of you like it, so I left that one in there for you. I didn't even think about the fact that, yeah, half the state is underrated. Well, I don't know if it's necessarily like we're a disaster area yet. I mean, all right, we got a little bit of rain. I don't know if that necessarily takes no rain out of rotation. It's not Chief Meteorologist Blind Melon telling you the forecast. <laughs> Apparently, dude, by 1 o'clock, we're going to see snowflakes flying around. Crazy, right? Uh, right? Uh, 60 uh, uh. yesterday, two yeah. days ago? Tomorrow, 23 is the high I hear. Dear God. Although Saturday, 55, that's supposed to be pretty nice there. I mean, and here's the thing. As we sit February 8th, I mean, the more days we get uh, above 32, February, right. right? I mean, dude, we're, we're walking towards spring at this point. Love it. Love it. So you know what happens a lot? What is that? Wrongful imprisonment. That yeah. happens a lot. Yeah, it does. We, we get this one wrong a lot. Yeah, it does. And uh, there's a story here of a guy who was imprisoned wrongfully for 33 years, and they're going to pay him out. Okay, they're going to pay him out. So I, I don't know how much money you pay out somebody well, who spent 33 goddamn years in jail. That's kind of what I want to try to figure this out. On how I think we got to, I, I think we got to make this universal now. Okay, and by that I mean I think if we find out that you were wrongfully imprisoned. And you served years in. I would like to figure out. I would like for us to figure out what is the amount per year 
where we say as a society, this is wrong, but it happens with the kind of judicial system that we have, and it's better than just lopping people's heads off. You know what I mean? So, like, and we find this out, you've been wronged, and we're going to put you back into society. We should obviously compensate you for this, and I'm all for that, but I want to figure out what the dollar amount is, because this, let me tell you why. This guy, yeah. 33 years in jail, is getting a million and a half, and I'm sorry, I don't think it's enough. Nowhere near enough. I don't think dude. it's enough. Nowhere near enough. So I don't know how we figure this out. I don't know if there's any monetary value that you can say that, number one, going to make sense financially, and number two, there is no... You have to make it a blanket, though, otherwise this is going to be wildly unfair. There's no buying that time back, and not only does it mean, like, well, not only did I lost wages, of course, for the past 30 years, lost opportunities because God knows what I would have done, but I mean, just, you know, you spent 33 years in jail, and we always talk about, hey, you go to prison, and that's essentially criminal school. It's not like you're going to be able to just get out and re- reassimilate to life. It's not like you're just going to get out of jail after 33 years and be like, okay, now I'm back in general pub- public and I'm just going to make my life work. You don't even know how the goddamn internet works. You know what I mean? Like, you right. smartphones, that's a foreign concept to you. No, this guy was convicted in 82. Before I was born. Before I was born. Keith Allen uh, Harward. Wow. Served 33 years in prison, was convicted in 82 of rape and murder. These are crimes he did not commit. We have found out he is innocent now. Think about that. Think about, like, like that's what you were found guilty of, too, and you didn't do it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, even though they're going to let him out, people aren't going to believe it. Right. Oh, of course, dude. And so he's going to be the town rapist, whether even though he's not. Can you imagine how, 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 well, I, hopefully this news story, hopefully this will be like, all right, well, hey, he got out and, and maybe can. But can you imagine every day waking up in that prison and, Let's be real. Criminal school, you're around the worst of the worst offenders on on the face of the planet. Yeah, yeah, depending on the prison. And you're waking up and you have to deal with that. Back against the wall all day. Knowing that you did nothing. Knowing that you were innocent here. I don't know how this dude didn't hang himself. Like, honestly, if put in that situation, I don't know if I'd be strong enough to wake up every day and face that day. I just don't know if I would be. So, being sent in to me via... Audience member Dwayne says the Ohio median income is $52,000 a year. I don't think that's enough for somebody that's been wrongfully in prison, though. I'll give you, I believe that there's a number out there that a lot of Americans would like to hit via salary. Okay. I feel like, if, I, I feel like people have the, it seems to me the American people have an obsession with the six figure salary. Right. If you can get somebody to six figures, 100 grand, right? If you can get somebody there, they feel like they've made it. It's definitely if you can get a hundred grand in the radio business, that's definitely making it. Looking back on it, should have taken it when it was so offered to me. Bitch, what are we doing? <laughs> looking back, looking back eight nine years ago, given what I'm dealing with, probably should have just shutting up and taken it. But if you can reach a hundred thousand dollars a year, I think most people would be found happy. So to me, without putting a ton of effort into this and just kind of flying by the seat of my pants because you guys all got all mad when I was doing some anti-Trump stuff and I didn't want to go back to him again, where I'm seeing this story where I'm like, would $100,000 per year inside do it? Um, it's a step in the right direction. It's obviously better than, than less money, but... I think what I, I want to see I, here I know, is, I, I, I don't. I, I, I want to see a blanket system. You know why? Because what I don't want to see is another evidence of what people tell me is true and that we all kind of know is, which is, you let that white dude out of prison, you paid him a bunch of money, but that black dude only got a million, earned this and that and that. If we make it blanket, 
and we say if you were wrongfully imprisoned per year inside, and we'll obviously wait it, so if it's a year and a half, then it's 150 or whatever, or we'll get you there, but then we make it so where it's like, no, there's no arguing. You were you were found guilty. This is what it is. We know this. This is part of our society, and with this digital testing of DNA and all this stuff, we're going to be able to find out more and more and more and more whether or not you're the person that committed this crime, and if you didn't, this is what it pays. Um, well, I, uh, part of that problem is, is the more money we throw at that, where does that money come from? You know what I'm saying? Where is that money coming out of? Like, where is that? And at the end of the day, it's taxpayers that are going to pay that. So not only did you just pay that dude, or not only did you just pay for that dude to live in prison for the past 33 years, now you are coming out of pocket and, and essentially paying this guy three, you know, three well, million plus dollars. I think that's choosing to look at it as if we're paying that guy to have been in jail versus we're compensating for somebody for us failing him. Regardless, that money is still coming out, out of, of, of taxpayers' pocket. pockets. You know what I mean? Like, yes, I, I, I Where see do we this, get the money? Exactly. I see the schematics different there of like, well, right, you're right, right, right. But it's coming out of taxpayer pockets. But I think, honestly, what my point was and is that if you choose to see the semantics differently, all of a sudden it doesn't, you seem the, the money to be worth it. To be worth it, right, because this guy was obviously the victim here. This guy was right. obviously the one who, who was wrong. I think what people got to do is you got to put yourself in that guy's shoes. This could be you. Uh, but it's very easy not to. It's very yeah. easy to not to I not would do be that. guilty of not being able to put myself into right. that a lot. I, I, yeah. I think you've, you've all, you frequently said, well, you were guilty of something. Right. You're guilty of something. Yeah. No, you're didn't, in the cruiser. They didn't, didn't just grab you out of nowhere. That's true. I have done that. Um, and I and ultimately, I, I hold that there is truth in that statement. Um, I just feel like at this point, so 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 now you're going to be paying these people a ton of money. Um, and if, if anything would be maybe more frustrating here is like, well, after this, we were able to be more accurate when it came to when it came to, you know, these kind of cases where it's like this is people's freedom. The money shouldn't have anything to do with this. But of course it will. Of course, judges are going to be like, well, we need more evidence. We need more of this because I don't want to be on the hook for three and a half million dollars when oh, this is all said and done. Right. So it just, it just, it just, it, it, if that's what's going to oh, raise you the know bar. What, you know what does happen? My good idea gets batted down by people using it as an excuse not to let people out. You're right. 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 If you're, I'm going to have to pay a million, if I'm going to have to pay a million giving, plus dollars on this. You're giving people motive to, to, to hide things. I, uh, I, I, I mean, I feel terrible for people in this situation. I feel terrible for this guy's family. I feel terrible because I know there are people in jail right now who do not deserve to be. And honestly, it is stories like this that will always reinforce my belief that the death penalty is wrong. And I'm not saying that people don't deserve to die because there's plenty of people right. that deserve to die. But when it comes to the government sanctioning that death, it's going to be wrong 100% of the time, in my opinion. We disagree there. I, I, I'm for the death penalty when in, in certain situations. I view it a lot like I have abortion in the past, which I'm not wild about it. We should do it less. But in certain situations, I believe it can be the right idea. A year ago, everyone would have said, kill this guy, kill this guy, kill this guy. Everyone. Everyone would have said that. Yeah, you're going to lose a few here and there. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I know that sounds terrible, but I mean, the, the, I, I think I need to leave that open for a thing. And that's all right. I mean, you know, you know not everybody's going to see eye to eye on everything. I mean, that's just the way that goes. But I feel like there's a good idea in here somewhere that finding out what the value of a year put it behind bars that you didn't deserve to have. I think if we find a system there, there might be, I, I don't know. I think there's a good idea in what I'm saying. But I could, I don't know, maybe maybe not. I do have these UFC 208 uh, watch party tickets. That's happening Saturday, 8 p.m. at the Hard Rock Roxino. You want to head to that, be caller 10 right now at 1-800-243-7625. Aside from that, we will just close out the program. We'll do it next. Hang on. Uh. 
Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online, WRQK.com. If you missed anything this morning, podcast it there. Uh, actually, I believe that we had a very well-done, in-depth conversation about the Department of Education at 7 o'clock this morning. I was very proud of how that segment went. And uh, if you missed that, you might want to go back and catch that at WRQK.com. Not helping my kid with her homework, though. I don't care. <laughs> Whatever. Consuela, get in here. Right. What's uh, what's on your agenda for the day, buddy? Um, the girlfriend has the day off today in the middle of the week, so I uh, I assume she's gonna have like, babe, we should do this, and oh my gosh, babe, there's this and that and the other. So I don't know, whatever she wants to do. She kind of sounds nice. Yeah, you know, having somebody sound, else to yeah, it doesn't sound the worst. Having somebody else to go home to and care about, and uh, and hopefully, dude, hopefully having some sex is involved there. Feel like that's uh, you know, middle of the week, middle of the afternoon. Why the hell not, right? Afternoon to light there. That's a popular one. That's a good one. That's it a honestly popular one. is. It honestly is. Everybody's like, no, let's wait till bedtime. No, dude, don't wait till bedtime. Bang it out when you're awake. Wait, bang it out. What are you waiting for? I like the morning time sucks. I'm a fan of that. It sucks though, just because we have such an odd schedule. Like, right, it's harder to do. Right, when you both wake up at like eight thirty, and you're like, oh yeah, we can bang it out, cool. But even on the weekend, I wake up at like five fifteen. Yeah. And if I shake my girlfriend and try to bang her at five fifteen in the morning, that's not going well, dude. I'm telling you right now, not going well. Bang her first, shake her after, maybe. <laughs> okay, hey, by the way, <laughs> this is, this just happened. I hope you took your birth control. Obviously not a good system. No, not a good system I at would all. recommend to everybody that you get the permission of the other person before you have sex with them. What do you That's have going on this weekend? What's I, well, tonight's honestly, not a lot. I can't. Uh, it, dude, it's been almost a week since I hit a golf ball, so right. I'll probably swing by Skyland, hit a bucket maybe. Is it raining still? Is it, yeah, is but it... they got an enclosure there. Okay. You're totally fine to stay okay. out of the rain there. So I think that might be part of my schedule. Also, here's the thing. Now, this doesn't actually come out until March, but I'm on the hunt. To find somebody who still has a pre-sale available for the new Nintendo Switch video game system. What is the Nintendo Switch? All right, so here's what it is. It's like it's so it's a video game system that now it's called a Switch because it, it it's got like a uh, like a regular game system for your TV. Okay, and then but like the middle of it apparently slides out and you can kind of take it on the go. Okay, and so kind of play portable it, too. It's, yeah, it, it's a video game system for your home that's also portable as well. Nintendo's kind of on the cutting edge of that kind of t- stuff. Always. I'm surprised that's not more of a thing. Obviously handheld computing power is through the roof. You don't necessarily need to have like a, a PC or like a unit. You don't necessarily have right. to have those anymore. And like the technology has existed forever. I remember I had a Sega Nomad, which you could take like your full Sega out, you know, I don't remember all those that. games. It was just like a full Sega, but handheld and it had like a little TV screen on it. Eight batteries like a son of a bitch, dude. Jeez, I'm, talking I bet, like, yeah. I'm talking like you would have to put in a new fresh pack, eight pack uh, a daily. But I'm just surprised that's not a more common thing. So Nintendo finally making it happen, huh? Yeah, they just released like the the official games that will be out on it. And honestly, the new Zelda looks amazing. Skyrim looks good, too. And honestly, I need to pick that up again. So I'm probably going to wait until my Switch. So it's like an entirely new like like Nintendo gaming console. It's, yes. not, like, it's not like the... the I w- believe. It's not like the I hope one. I'm right. It's not like the one where you play old games or anything like that. This is new games, new stuff, new Nintendo. Okay. 
Yeah, I'm very excited about it. Okay. Now, now these, you know, obviously on the heels of the Nintendo Classic, that that, that right. mini uh, Nintendo, which by the way, I still can't find one of those anywhere. Really, I still have not seen one in the store. I'm surprised. I really, I am. am too. I figured by the end of the holiday, for sure, they would just start flooding the, the shelves. Right, with them. we don't have enough. We don't have enough. Oh wait, here's a million but, of them. But here they all are. Right. Um. Well, I uh, I, I hope you find your Nintendo stuff. So buddy. that's uh, that's kind of uh, Stansbury. I'm on the hunt. Stansbury, I'm looking for a copy of Nintendo Power magazine. So Who's somewhere in there, I'll. Pre- a show for tomorrow. Yeah, I'm, uh, we'll see. I, we'll see what happens in the news. I'm going to try to say as Trump free as I possibly can tomorrow because people got really upset today. It's a balancing act at this point. It really I is. I, 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 you know, and if we're going to be candid with each other and like if we're going to have a have a keeping it real moment here, I don't know where that balance point is. Where sometimes I feel like, dude, we have to talk about these things because if not, we're neglecting topic well, A. And sometimes people don't realize that not everybody's listening throughout the whole program. Some right. people are just kind of in and out. And so yeah, once an hour, I try to hit on things that are that are happening in the world. You know but, what I mean? but I completely understand when some people have the thought of G- get me away from this. What right. do I say? What do I say about sports? Right. I want that to get me away from it. So right. I understand people wanting that from me too. I totally do. But my boss is going to look at me going, "What do you mean you didn't talk about that well, today?" Well, yes, your boss is going to do that. At the same time, our boss has recently said, "Hey, there's some Trump stuff to stay away from, and there's some stuff you should go at." And it's just tough for any show, anything like that, to really have. Uh, where where that line? This is, is how dangerous it is. I read a stat this morning, and I wanted to stay away from this. And this was and and I chose to after people had complained because I want to do the show you want. Right, that's the important thing. Yeah. People think I do this for me. I'm trying to do the show you want. It's I've always said this isn't my show. It's yours. I'm just lucky enough to get to host it for you. Then put Bob and Tom back on. <laughs> but I have heard this this stat this morning was just crazy. Thirteen percent of people have stopped communicating with a family member. Over this last election, a woman today had said she had divorced her husband of 22 years because of their differences in this last election. That's now I'm sure this has been true throughout the years. And this is one of those things that we we hear about being reported now because we have more outlets to get information. But it's just it seems pretty divisive. I guess the thing with like divorcing after 22 years, somewhere along the line, you guys had the conversation of like, this is oh, straw that broke the camel's oh, back territory. Maybe we don't feel the same way about things. And it sucks that it, we all feel like, well, if, if, if they don't align 100% politically with me, I have no place for them in my, in my, in my life. Um, if anything, at this point, you'd kind of hope that like, you'd want to spend more time with the people you feel differently from to gain perspective, to be able to hear what they think and why they feel the way that they do. But in, in, in the times of alternative facts and the times of like, you know, I'm going to sit on my mountaintop, you yell from your mountaintop and we'll just scream at each other. I guess it's not a reality. One more thing before I let you go. All of you, I got to ask Fantone this because I saw this all over the TV yesterday. Okay. And I'm interested to get your take. Okay. LeBron's turnaround jumper, bank shot off the glass, three shot, 100% luck, or was he calling bank shot? Um, I'm sure he knew that he was chucking at bank shot. I'm sure LeBron in his mind knew that like, hey, this is how I'm going to make the this naysayers shot. say his feet weren't anywhere near set for it. And so then that that would make now the people who want to say that it, that he was bank, trying to bank it, it would be like, well, then by your theory, he was he missed it three foot wide and two feet high. Right. And I, 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 which I mean, if you're not set and you just I mean, he missed a layup like right before it. Right. Is, is there luck involved with athletics? Of course. Dude, look at the Julian Edelman catch. We're talking an inch, one way or the other. That, Not even uh, an inch, right. yeah. I mean, dude, we're talking, Not even, we're talking yeah. centimeters there with, with, with one way or the That's other. That's fair. Uh, dude, luck is a part of athletics, no question about it. So, But you believe he was trying a bank shot there. I think, I think, I think LeBron had, okay. in his mind's eye, saw that shot before he took it. 
I think it was all luck. There you go. I think he just got totally lucky. I'll be honest. I do. I think he got totally lucky and it totally panned out and all that. All right. Aside from that, we're done for the day. Be back at it live tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. on Rock 106. Now you guys have a great day.